Hi guys, this is Lauren. This is Michael. And this is Your Dose of Death Podcast. If you're genuinely curious about the world of deathmatch wrestling, look no further as me and Mike have you covered on all things in the world of deathmatch wrestling, whether it's interviews, show reviews, or everything in between. We have you covered on all things deathmatch wrestling, whether it's past, present, or future. And you're probably wondering where you can go support us. You can find Your Dose of Death podcast on all major podcast platforms, especially along with the Count Out Network of Podcasts. And also, you can support us on the Count Out Patreon as we have exclusive content only on the Patreon for all of our listeners. We hope that you go listen to Your Dose of Death podcast very soon. See you at the shows. You're listening to a Count Out podcast. everybody and welcome to ring post radio the only show where uh we're in the midst of a, of a fantastic week of wrestling and of course i'm ryan icy i'm joined as always by what appears to be on the video aj styles aj how is it going how dare you how dare you <laughs> uh should i join go. you like, i also got a black hoodie on should i, I don't know if you put it on my headphones no oh there you go it's there you I'm go, baby. Good. um happy new year to all we're what part thing? of the devil goons over here. Oh, jeez. Um, I I know it's New Year's Eve, so obviously, uh, you know, it's not the New Year yet. But Happy New Year to anyone in the world that it is a New Year. I hope everyone's having a good time and uh, good health and all that good stuff and enjoying the holiday season. Um, we've taken a w- week off because, you know, Ryan Christmas. couldn't make the territory. Well, hold on. Uh, it was also Christmas life. Eve. Hold on. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. You couldn't make the territory. Just admit right. it. Just admit it and move on. That is true. Right. I was I, working, I, I I was working the, in a different territory. That day. Listen, I saw the Iron Claw. I'm all about the territories now. Um, but I'm happy to be back. Happy to be back in what we're in the midst of what I think is the best wrestling week of the year. I know people love WrestleMania week, obviously, but this is this is the Wrestle Kingdom week. As they have so claimed now, truthfully, they they have taken that name and ran with it. And uh, we started off, obviously, uh, on Friday with Stardom Dream Queendom. We had yesterday with AEW World's End. I guess I, mm-hmm. I'm going to count that for now on if they're going to end the year with that. Seems um, like it. Though, based off of the first version, maybe uh, they shouldn't. Um, and, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to talk i'm excited to chat there's a lot of news obviously um the beaver's gone so it's all (laughs) it's all good we're all good that was a good good basic rundown of what we got today we got another jam-packed episode for you folks um we're talking of course about world's end talking about stardom we got some previews of things to talk about in the upcoming week for japan's new New year shows Gwen evans in the chat Sorry. Oh, shout out, shout out, shout out to Gwen Evans in the shout. Always, always love to see our fans in the YouTube chat. Um, if you want to chat along, I should say, go to YouTube. 
Uh, if you're watching on Twitter, then uh, we appreciate it, of course. But if you want to chat along, go to YouTube, baby. Um, at CounterPod is the YouTube channel. Um, uh, what else we got to talk about? Uh, uh, Kevin Dunn leaving WWE. And, Beaver. and a bajillion contract news updates because, baby, we are in contract season. Uh, I was going to ask you, how was your, uh, before we get really into it, I was going to ask you, Scotty, how was your Christmas? How was your uh, your your week off? Did you enjoy it? Are you well-rested? I- I didn't have a week off. I worked. Um, <laughs> but otherwise, yeah, it was good. Uh, Christmas was really tiring. Two days of, like, seeing some family for the first time in a while. So, like, I was not rested. And I haven't been really rested this weekend either. So, yeah. hopefully after this, I'm a little bit more rested. I'm probably going to sleep right through New Year's, truthfully. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, like, that's going to be the natural. I'll sit down for two seconds. I'll be at, like, a light. Uh, but otherwise it's been good how how was your christmas uh because of my all uh whole situation of of family and travel and everything i had basically four christmases which That's was a movie yeah i had a Pretty it good. is a movie actually isn't it so uh you were vince vaughn i was vince vaughn in this situation That's and jesse nice of course movie. was whoever vince vaughn was dating or married reese witherspoon uh on, yeah we had we had christmas here then we flew to Maryland, had Christmas at my dad's house. Then we had Christmas at my mom's house. Then we had Christmas at Jesse's parents' house. Um, so we had four Christmases, lots of presents, lots of toys, lots of nonsense. Basically, it was a marathon, Scotty. I went through a marathon of Christmas, and I'm tired. I'm sore. Jesse's sick, um, and I'm avoiding, avoiding her like the plague. Um, so that's nice. that was my Christmas. I got this water bottle. <laughs> that, hey, that's a nice water bottle. I know it's got it's double the fluid ounces. I'm I'm feeling well hydrated finally. So we're moving. We're moving and grooving. That, that is a fitting gift for you after uh, the past couple months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, I hate to admit it. Um, yeah, uh, I'm very excited to get into it. Uh, we have a lot to get into. So let's. I feel like the best way to start off is let's just start off with AEW World's End. Why not? That was the show that took place last night, last night I should say. Um, and that is probably the most biggest news coming out of this weekend so far. Nah, bro. Kevin Dunn's gone. <laughs> Get him out of the way or do you want to go World's that, End? Yeah, let's do Kevin Dunn. Let's, do, right. let's talk about this shithead. <laughs> All right. Well, then we'll start with Kevin Dunn. Kevin Dunn, of course, this is reported originally first by Mike Johnson of PW Insider. Kevin uh, Mike Johnson writes, quote, Kevin Dunn, one of the most influential executives in WWE history, is leaving the company. Uh, Dunn, who had the post of executive producer in chief, global television distribution, uh, informed WWE around Christmas week he was exiting after more than three decades within the company. We are told uh, that a big factor in his decision to retire is changes made internally post-Endeavor acquisition. And as one right. sort stated, that Dunn was, quote, never going to do anything that was dictated to him. Um, we are told that this was not an issue of creative, but two differing, opi- differing versions of how things should be run from a TV production perspective as WWE's new owners seek to, caught, to cut costs. Scotty, this is obviously massive news. One of the most important executives leaving, arguably also one of the most controversial executives, 
maybe not the most controversial re- executive in wrestling. Vince McMahon, I think, held that honor, um, but definitely up there uh, in the the sort of infamous controversial realm of wrestling executives. He has shaped wrestling TV for the past 30 years. How do you feel about Kevin Dunn putting in, I guess, his two weeks notice? Good riddance. This, the moment Vince McMahon was gone, I wanted this bastard gone as well. Uh, he, he stinks. He stinks. Terrible at his job. Always has been terrible at his job. Vince McMahon's true right-hand man. I know everyone would be like Bruce Pritchard and all these other people right through history. No, it's always been this bastard Kevin Dunn. And now he's gone. And you know why he's gone? Because TKO said, oh, yeah, we don't want you to, you know, do this. If you're watching the, uh, if you're watching the YouTube video i apologize for how ugly this is gonna look but i we don't want you to do this we don't want you to keep switching the cameras and and changing things we don't want to do this no no we we want we want to stay as one we want we want to be good shooting and you know what that's that's beautiful that's absolutely beautiful i i when i read that he was gone i was very happy i just i just don't think he is needed anymore and I think with how hot WWE is getting, this is like the next great move by them. Um, I know this says he resigned, but I'm just going to act like they got rid of him. Um, What's interesting, well, I, I will point out exactly what you said, is that he said he resigned, but it also was like, oh, in the, in the what was the exact quote? In the effort to WWE production perspective as WWE's new owners seek to cut costs. So don't... So they're like, oh, we need to cut costs. And Kevin Dunn's like, well, okay, I quit then. <laughs> you know, like that's, I was like, oh, then maybe he was kind of, maybe he was pushed out. Maybe they didn't want to fire him. Maybe it was like, hey, we're going to fire you unless you want to yeah. quit. Kind of like how Obari retired. Um, you know, kind of, kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, get rid of, that's, that's what they do in, in these situations, right? They, because if someone's, you know, been important to a company or they respect them in some shape or form. They kind of give them the respect of saying they resigned or they retired or rather than they got canned or got tossed out. Right. Um, but things always come out. I look forward to Dave Meltzer's uh, report or latest on this. Maybe he's already said it. I don't know um, if he did observe radio yet, uh, but nonetheless, huge news. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch WWE television ever again. I, I I'm going to miss the million cuts. I don't. I just don't know what I'm going to do without those. You know, uh, how how am I? What am I going to do when like someone gets hit really hard and the screen doesn't shake? Or what am I going to do like when two people are running back and forth and it doesn't go? Oh, look at him! Oh, look at him! Oh, you know, it's like. Is is WWE even going to be WWE anymore? Um, but in all seriousness, good riddance. I'm happy he's gone. And uh, WWE keeps going up. Keeps going up. Yeah, uh, I'm also going to join you on that good riddance train. Uh, you know, you mentioned a lot of his, a lot of the dislikes that we have had as a fan base uh, about his production style. And yes, it's shaped how WWE television, ultimately wrestling television is today. Um, so there's, I guess, value there, but uh, it is very, it is very nauseating value. I will add, get r- good rinse to this guy because this guy uh, has been like uh, a weird weekend of all this. Um, this guy has been uh, a real ass when it comes to women, 
uh, and a real ass when it comes to shooting women uh, for television. Uh, he is up there uh, with the worst of them in those sort of situations. Um, you know, allegedly. I don't know anything about any true things about any any harmful I'm things. I'm sure the Becky Lynch stuff is right. Yeah, there's at least stuff about Becky Lynch saying, I don't want her to cut promos because I don't like her accent. You know, uh, I don't want I don't, the biggest women star in the history of the company to cut promos because mm-hmm. I don't like her accent. Free. I don't get Billy Kay's humor, um, you know, and ultimately probably <laughs> losing her job from the end of that end uh, on that end. Um, and these are the most recent examples. There are uh, 30, 30 years of examples about this guy, about Kevin Dunn and and the terrible things that he has said or about women within the wrestling sphere. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, how far are we? 12 minutes in? Okay, I think it's fine for YouTube. Yeah, fuck this guy. Um, I'm very <laughs> glad that he's gone. <laughs> I'm very glad that he is gone and out of here. Um, that being said, I think like a weird part of all this is like Kevin Dunn being gone is one thing, but he has, like I stated, he has 30 years of a of a imprint, of a blueprint of oh, what... Shit wrestling television has looked like and i'm fascinated to see especially in wwe we i think we have trick we have definitely tricklings of it um in aew and in terms of other wrestling productions um you know we have tricklings of it all over the place but i'm fascinated to see like how much of his quote-unquote legacy maintains you know how much does Kevin Dunn's camera cutting style maintain his his LED light board, his pyro all over the place? You know, he was the one, uh, if we recall, I remember Cody Rhodes was the one that mentioned that, hey, that Kevin Dunn told him, hey, we should do the OO thing for your entrance. That was a Kevin Dunn idea. And that was one of the things that weirdly helped Cody get more over. Um, so as many positives and negatives that he has, maybe more, I would argue more negatives. He would he like has to like, think he had one good idea in 30 he, years. He has that he has like one good idea out of thousands of bad. Um, but at the very least, like he has this weird legacy, I guess you could call it, um, that has shaped wrestling television. And we've so I don't know. I'm I'm fascinated to see what Triple H and Co. decide they want their product to look after this. Because they yeah. could rapidly change it, or they're just gonna stick with the same old same old i'm fascinated to see what they decide yeah I, I don't know when like his official last day is or anything so i don't know when to like start looking out for um <laughs> not a million camera cuts i don't yeah. know if i'm gonna realize it at first because i'm just gonna be like lost I'm be like whoa what, what is this tv without uh but i'm just very happy he's gone like wwe has made so many moves this year that's like put them in goodwill and there's for me none better than this one. <laughs> done, you, know? you, you, you of course mean there's nothing done better than this one, right? Do we have a um a round of applause button to hit? <laughs> okay, perfect. Um, yeah, but uh, I'm just happy he's gone, truthfully. And uh, WWE is setting up for like a monumental 2024, uh, just based off of where they are right now. Yeah. And like it or not. It's just something I think we all have to accept truthfully uh, with them. It's just like they they could they couldn't be doing better right now. Yeah. And part of me hates it, but part of me is like, 
maybe that makes AEW do better, you know. It, it, hopefully it makes wrestling do better, right? Because when AEW came in, everyone was like, oh, it's going to make WWE do better. Well, now we're looking for the opposite, and hopefully that is the result for wrestling as a whole. Um, one other aspect before we leave this topic is the whole aspect of Kevin Dunn's you know, actual leaving, his whole idea of, uh, this is not how I want it to be done. Uh, this is, I'm never going to do anything that was directed di- or dictated to him. Um, we talked about it, or you talked about it, that he has always been Vincent Mann's right-hand man. And the fact that he's feeling this way, I think really showcases how little power Vince McMahon actually has in this company right now. Um, and how little of- the product product is actually run by Vince McMahon because, Sorry. Before it was oh it uh, maybe it wasn't dictated toward Kevin Dunn but they would had more of a working relationship now that things are being dictated to him a uh, very aggressive sentence there by I guess Triple H he doesn't want to do it because this guy has done thirty years of Vince McMahon likes working with Vince McMahon Vince McMahon likes working with him but now that Vince is out Kevin Dunn is out so um, I, that's fascinating a little tidbit there a little nugget of info there is that Vince truly doesn't really have a hand in the product right now hip hip hooray <laughs> that two for the price of one and shitty people not having jobs hip hip hooray maybe some people can learn from that ah but i digress yeah um that's that is a fascinating tidbit and when we talk more about um the 2024 year sort of like how what we sort of talk about you know whatever year in review i guess uh in a couple weeks i'm sure this will be another we'll bring this up again do you think just like this is just a very basic random question that do you think wwe's this year's wrestlemania is gonna be like the most anticipated in years like last year did pretty good but between the punk stuff cody finishing the story finally uh, yep. Becky and Rhea, like it feels like they already have like the three biggest possible matches uh, that they could ever have, and I feel like the excitement's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And not to mention, they have a WWE champion coming in, right? <laughs> they have a former WWE champion coming in. Um, Idolo. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I I agree, and I think at least with like sort of the hardcore fan base as well, there's that sort of I don't want to say like perverse interest. There, there's a maybe more of a general interest of like I think we can all agree last year's WrestleMania wasn't really run by Triple H. I don't like it doesn't necessarily you know it was so soon after uh, Vince McMahon is coming back in the company and Triple H is still part of it, but Vince is still back in the company. So who the heck knows? Now this is like Triple H. We know for a fact Vince is pretty much out. Kevin Dunn's out. This is really going to be Triple H's. And this is also a year of Triple H booking per se, right? Um, For the most part. Whereas that was more, last year's WrestleMania was more Triple H picking up the building blocks of Vince McMahon's booking. So this is more of like Triple H's first proper WrestleMania uh yeah which I think that's is crazy very interesting and it's gonna be ve- i'm very intrigued about how he treats uh wrestlemania this and week, we have gunther here. and we got gunther in some I just, sort of I, always like to, I always like to bring him up just because he's awesome uh maybe that's where he lost at this point that's got to be where he loses the title i was talking about someone over christmas break that i feel like that 
While title celebrating loss. four Christmases. Yes. Yeah, while I was celebrating four Christmases. That the Gunther title loss is like who really needs to get that win? And my pitch right now is Jay Uso. Uh should beat Gunther. That would be a good one. That would make a lot of sense. He he feels like he needs something, you know? Yeah. Because he's got the whole Yeah, he's got the crowd. Now if he does it with a belt. Now imagine if he does that with a belt in his hands. I I like main event Jey Uso. I have no idea if his matches are good, but I like main event Jey Uso. Eat, but yeah, no, he makes a lot of sense. That's a good show. Um, let's move on and talk about AEW World's End. Of course, this was the pay per view held by AEW this last night uh, in Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum in Long Island, New York. Uh, the attendance. Uh, they said kept out, they constantly kept touting that it was a sold out event of ten thousand ninety three people. Um, Tony Khan <laughs> told me it was under ten thousand during the media scrum. Which is it? Yeah, I I heard it was under nine thousand, and then according to Cage Match, it's ten thousand. So I don't know. <laughs> Either way, I was told it was sold out maybe fifteen times this this night. So they don't want you to forget that. Um, but uh, eight, you know, it was four. also sold out. What's that? A house show at Madison Square Garden last week. To be fair, WWE touts anytime they sell something out. So I get it. Like I get the I get wanting to do that. Um, but start selling out TV, please. Well, I don't know if WWE touts that. I feel like they tout that via someone else, but you know, Well, yeah, I, but that's my point. It's like in, they tout it, classic, they just don't say it themselves. In classic Scotty and Taz uh parlance. But I digress. Um, let's talk about AEW Worlds of End. What do you think about the entire show? I well, one, one of the worst AEW pay-per-views of all time. Yeah. Very weird for the majority of it. Like, I, I mentioned to you at one point during Slack of, like, um, up until... No, actually, to take that back. Yeah, maybe up until the Eddie Kingston-John Moxley match. Every match had something weird about it, especially for me because the first match I lost, like I lost my bleacher. Yeah, you didn't get to see it. (laughs) I didn't get to see the great match um, or see the great match fully. Um, But like for every match, there was some sort of weird thing about it that was like outside what was actually happening in the ring. Um, so it just like, it's one of those events that like when you're an AEW fan and you're in the know and you're on Twitter, all this stuff, and you know, everything that's happening behind the scenes, it like really, this pay-per-view gets really taken out of you, um, in that regard. And I also mentioned to you, like you you said, it was the worst. I mentioned to you and I tweeted this out that like one of, one of the worst, What I know one of the worst, um, recency bias doesn't help. I, I was watching it and I mentioned it to you about like, so much of this also felt like a WWE pay-per-view in that regard yeah. of like, there's always something about every match yeah. that kind of was like, okay, well there's that. And I don't know about that, but Feel, it was yeah. good work except for this, you know, this sort of like weird the new thing. NXT shows are like, yeah, there's always something weird about it that I'm like, well, I mean, it yeah. was good, I, but there's something about it. As I said to you, uh, it's, it feels more like a Vince one, like more than anything. Uh, because like at least WWE shows now are like exciting, right? Because the crowds are ridiculous and stuff like that. Uh, Vince ones they weren't always exciting. More often than not, boring as shit. Um, I want to play a game with you. Ready? Between Ooh. Andrade versus Miro and Julia Hart versus Abaddon, 
What do you think was my like what what do you think my highest rating was? You don't have to guess the match. Just how high do you think I went in terms of rating a match for those for those? For be for those two matches. Are they the same? Just, rating no, between or? that entire span. Oh, okay, hold on. Let me look at which, that entire span. Which is one, two, three, four, five matches. Oof. Um first off, I'm gonna guess your highest rated match here. Might have been it was either probably Miro and Andrade or Julia Hart and Abaddon. I'm gonna lean Miro and Andrade. Julia Hart and Abaddon was my least rated, so you're right. <laughs> okay, perfect. Andrade, Andrade and Miro is correct. Good job. Okay, I don't think you gave it a three. I think you went nope. lower than a three. <laughs> I'm gonna go two and a half. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, that's why you're the co- that's why you're my co-host. See, you know, mm-hmm. you know, it was it was rough sailing, folks. I, yeah. I was watching with a friend, and I kept looking. I was like, "This sucks." <laughs> yeah, the all-star match was so good, right? And I was yeah. like, "All right, we're starting off hot." And then like, CJ Perry yelled an entire match. I was like, "All right," um, and then Tony Storm and Riho, which, you know. It was okay. Mm-hmm. Um and then it was it was okay if you have different mileage on the Tony Storm gimmick, then maybe it yeah. was better. Which my friend does. I don't. Yeah. Um so I'm like <sighs> um swerving Dustin, which we'll get into. Um the Jericho stuff. <laughs> which then... again is something completely outside of this match, but also the match itself was kind of weird. Uh, yeah, Darby. yeah. Darby was the only good part, and the other team. No offense, yeah. thing, but it was really Darby, and then the other team that was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, what a rough, what a rough time yeah. <laughs> this, this show was. There's some good stuff still that I'm going to celebrate on this show, but mm-hmm. uh, I think the last two, oh, sorry, last two to three matches, yeah, uh, yeah. Were, um, were really good. The last, I I don't remember the main event. Cause like, <laughs> me neither. <laughs> Joe just won, and I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that for sure. That uh, it was a it was a weird one. It was certainly a weird one. Um, it was good from what I remember. Yeah, yeah. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. I think. Um, it was definitely. I'm sorry. I was looking up something real quick. Uh, yeah. It was a. Uh, I think it, for me, it was the sort of back to back uh like sudden finishes were uh diminishing returns a little bit the first one was like oh that's a shock and then the second one was like oh another one Uh, okay uh now i'm unsure about that part but you know it is what it is with mjf um i think that's what i was looking up i think my favorite quote to really sum up this entire show and what it felt like for me was the last words from excalibur as the pay-per-view went off the air. And I have the quote here. The world of Maxwell Jacob Friedman has ended. Uh, and of course, my reaction to that is, thank God. <laughs> thank God. So much of this felt very, very WWE sports entertainment-esque uh, about, with weird things about it every match. But let's get into it. I mean, we'll just quickly throw it the bathwater here. Uh, zero hour. Uh, really the worst bad. pre-show I've ever seen. Really poor, really poor showing here from a lot of people. This was, I mean, an incredible disappointment from Willow and Chris 
who've had oh, really good man. to great years this year. That was and just, upsetting. I, I want a full one on this. I thought it was so incredibly bad. Um, so incredibly sloppy. It was so... It, it was so frustrating to watch as a fan of these two wrestlers and be like, man, these, these two can really go. And then they just went out there and was like, they, they couldn't go. And then you get a battle Royal, which was just battle Royal of losers, a battle Royal of a bunch of low card acts, which, you know, that's fine. It's fine. No, it's first. not. No, 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 it's not fine. I say it's fine. Cause they're ultimately fighting for a mid card title. So it's whatever. But but ultimately, it's just like it doesn't matter because it's going to come down to the two people that they uh, uh, buried underneath rubble at the beginning of the match. Sure. Um, and then the the FTW rules title match was uh, I mean, that Fine. was probably for me the best match of the three. But even, even then, it was bad. It's yeah, just like, it was, I didn't care. Yeah, it was just boring, aggressively fine. They, they, I actually gave them two and a half just because it was like, oh, well, this is a wrestling match. <laughs> That's pretty much like the minimum for yeah. me. Just have a competent wrestling match. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's it, what they did. There was nothing else to it. And it was. I don't like of... Wheeler Yuta. Ooh. I'm just going to okay. say it now. Hot, here we go. Hot take. Hot take. I, I don't. I just. I don't think he's fit for the role. Like I look at the rest of the Blackpool Combat Club, and I'm like, him? Like it, it so clearly should be Daniel Garcia, and I feel it every single time I watch him wrestle. It's like he fits that. He does. Like I, I don't know. It's just a me thing, maybe. But um, let's just say that I have three of the four Blackpool Combat Club wrestlers in my top ten for the year of wrestler of the year. And uh, let's see where Utes is. Uh, I will will join you. I will join you on that Utes journey. He is down at 55, and it's 100% because of being in matches with the other guys. What do you have, Daniel, say Okada and uh, Claudio? Okada? Sorry, did I say Okada? I looked at Okada and Moxley right next to each other. Uh, Danielson's one, Moxley's three, Claudio's eight. I have Danielson two, oh, Moxley five, Claudio twenty nine. He's kind of low for me. Uh, yeah, and then where the heck is Claudio? Where the heck is Yuta? Yuta fifty seven. Hey, that's close. We're pretty similar on that one too. Yeah, Yuta has, according to me, as good of a year as Shuri. Is that does that hurt you or help you? Shuri's done nothing, so that <laughs> hurts Billy Yuta, if anything. <laughs> Shuri's barely wrestled this year. <laughs> yeah. Will Yuta hasn't. I've seen that guy wrestle a million times. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's um, disappointing. I, like that. That's kind of where I'll put the zero hour. The Battle Royals were once really good, but that was like three years from that ago. FTW can be good, but it hasn't really begun with Hook. I don't really enjoy Hook's title reign. I don't think the um, SW belt should exist. I liked it at first, you know, but like putting it on hook, really, it's not doing anything by being on hook. Hook should be not, on anyone if it's not on hook. I, that's the problem, opinion. right? Yeah. The problem is, is that now it's just like it's hook's title belt and he just has it and then that's it. And it gets defended and he Jack loses. Jack Perry it had it. Did you like that better? It was interesting. I mean, he had that. Uh, that Rob Van Dam match. Ryan, now Jack Perry fan. 
Well, of course not. That's, but I'm saying he had, he had the hook match, and then he had that crazy out of nowhere, pretty good Rob Van Dam match uh, on Dynamite, and then uh, the Wembley show where he got <laughs> Punk fired. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I guess oh. on your guess on your mileage on that one. I guess maybe you enjoy so maybe you enjoy Jack Perry's reign. So I'm watching this show with my friend, right? And I'm thinking yep. to last year because he, he had come over for full gear. And I was like, oh, do you remember that elite versus death triangle match? He's like, yeah, that was great. I was like, and I was like, now we're at a time where CM Punk's not with the company and the elite's not on the show. That's not how this was supposed to work. This was one or the other. And now we have none of them. Less important too, but the trios titles, which were on the show all over the show last year, completely gone off television. Trio, the trios belts in the year of trios, as as you've deemed it, rightfully so too. Um, they need to be on someone that deserves them. No offense to the acclaimed. You know, I'm happy that those two got them because i i like bowens and i like caster and i think you know long term if they change up their characters soon i can get reinvested in them but my god do i not care about billy gun i do not care and that was ho- the whole story for them getting them and now they don't defend them when's the last time they defend don't tell me this i don't really care uh but when's the last time they defended them on pay-per-view like i think they did a uh zero hour um last show maybe uh but either way it's like get the belts off of them i don't please please these titles should matter and in yesterday this entire show i'm looking at this card i'm like they have so many titles in this company and no one's defending them orange cassidy wasn't defending his title right like hello why 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 is he not defending it and and the amount of times we've had like Ring of Honor titles defended and all this, I was like, why wasn't Athena just on the show? I don't know. Give something. Give me something. Instead, they gave me all random matches with one that didn't really actually happen because someone was hurt. The other that didn't matter because someone was leaving. <sighs> this was Andrade's first pay per view singles match. And you may ask, why is he leaving? Well, that's probably a good reason. Should we get to that main card? Yeah, I guess. Uh, let's crack open a cold one here. We got to start off. Well, yeah, we'll start off here. Eight-man tag team match, of course. The Continental Classic All-Star Extravaganza. Um, I, I lost the Bleacher Report. Bleacher reported me. Uh, I lost the feed right around Claudio and Brody King in the ring till the finish. So I'll let you talk about it more. Of course, this was Brian Danielson, Claudio Castagnoli, Mark Briscoe, and Daniel Garcia getting the pinfall victory. Uh, by defeating Brody King, Jay Lethal, Jay White, and Roosh. Uh, this match rocked, folks. You remember how good the Continental Classic was? Yeah, you should, because it just happened. Um, but this was just like the continuation of it. And I think Chris Sampson tweeted, he's like, I wish we had gotten through sometime in the tournament. Like, you know how, um, you know, in the G1, they do like the opposite matches under on the undercard once upon a time. They should have done that. Like they should have just brought the six guys from Blue League and put them on Gold League's night and did a six man just to showcase them. Maybe at the beginning, uh, because this rocked. And folks, 
Daniel Garcia is back to being over. And I can't stress enough how much I do not want them to drop the ball here because it's a great story. And it's clearly between him and Danielson. They keep playing to that. When he won the match, you know, Danielson was holding up Mark Briscoe and Claudio's arms and he was staring down Danny G. And there's clearly tension there. And I think uh, Daddy Magic is doing a great job in being the support system on comms. Um, this this match was great. It was it was it was seven guys and Jay Lethal just doing some great stuff. Um, you know, the seven guys are really good. Um, and then Jay Lethal's boring. Um, but every time he got in the ring, I noticed like the crowd was like, no. <laughs> okay. Uh, but Daniel Garcia got the win, and that's what matters. Um, Roosh is great. Jay White's great. Brody King's great. I hope they do more with Brody King as a single strip. So I don't want him to just phase back into the fade, uh, the house of black. That would be a shame. Uh, Danielson's the best in the world. Claudio's been awesome. And, uh, I love Mark Briscoe. What, what, what a guy that, that that's an effort guy. Like there's effort guys in the sports. That's an effort guy that, like, he may not be the biggest, he may not be the strongest, but no one's going to outwork that guy. And, man, I would love to see him get a singles run. He he would be the perfect international or TV or TNT champion and just defend on a weekly basis for, like, three months. Like, that could be his reign. It just has to be three months. But if he's defending weekly on Rampage, Collision, Dynamite, it, it would be awesome. Yeah, I, I fully I fully agree with that. Um, I would love to see more of Mark Briscoe, and he's had a fantastic singles run here. Um, I he really, really of what I saw of the match, I really enjoyed. Like, it almost felt like it felt like the weird like sub story within this match of what I saw was like we we're continuing stories that we built up or matches and moments that we built up throughout the Continental Classic. But people that like were the most dominant versus least dominant were people that had the most points versus the least point. It felt like Jay White was just destroying people out there. And Daniel Garcia, for the majority of the match, got his absolute shit kicked in by literally everybody, which was the story of the Continental Classic. Yeah. Uh, he walked away with, you know, unlike Jay Lethal, who also walked away, but, you know, hey, it's Daniel Garcia's baby face. It's easy to tell a story that way. Um, he walked away with zero points. Oh, sorry, he walked away with only two points by beating Brody King at the very end there. Uh, and that sort of is that like that story of Daniel Garcia's run. Gets his absolute shit kicked in the entire tournament, and then at the last second picks up the win. Uh, yeah. Sort of a weird, not really upset moment here for this this night, but in uh, a weird uh, good moment. And obviously I missed that last half, but I did see the post-match stuff with just Danielson scolding him for dancing, Garcia just being like, fine whatever doing his own thing and then just staring daggers at each other uh the yeah. entire way to to the back basically i really i really enjoyed that much i i need to go back and rewatch uh Gar- ending, obviously but it, 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 it where i left off before i lost the yeah. ending i was at like three and a half and i was like okay if the ending just continued being great then i'll probably be easily it was my forward. favorite match of the show yeah that, that sounds plausible that um plausible. i think garcia has like all the potential for whatever like he can like I think he has the highest of potential among a lot of the young guys and I think it it really showed in the Continental Classic like he is what AEW is supposed to be about 
right? This great wrestler who gets over naturally. I I need 2024 to be his year because 2023 couldn't have been his year any less, right? Um, I think he is far too good to fall back into the um, fall back into just being another guy. You know, it it wouldn't be fair to him. Hell, I would even give him and the you know Cool Hand Ange and Daddy Magic the trios belts for a little run at this stage. Like, just give me something with this guy because he has what it takes to be a champion. Um, and if the if the something involves Brian Danielson, I'm all for it because they they tell great stories together. Yeah, I fully agree. I definitely need to go back and watch this match as we get into the next one. Miro versus Andrade. Uh, this is where it really for everybody else really starts the night off of oh, okay, here we go. Uh, obviously, it was reported right before. If you saw this is sort of diving into our contract news a little bit slash pw insider slash confirmed by tony khan the ed- <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> uh that uh it was confirmed i guess by tony khan but andrade al idolo is departing aew following world's end uh this is coming from dave Meltzer, and of course confirmed by tony khan later that night that he is believed to be, well, not this part isn't confirmed by Tony Khan, but he is expected to be done at the company by the end of the year uh, and believed to be returning to WWE possibly as soon as Monday's day one edition of Raw. Um, so uh, that sort of <laughs> was this sort of sort of Damocles over the entire match, uh, just making the whole thing kind of like, well, we know what's happening here. And on top yeah. of that, you got the whole mirror of it all. The CJ Perry yelling, my infected finger. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> so I was like, is that is that the story of the match? I was so confused. Um, she it was, was so uh, annoying. <laughs> it was an interesting one, this one. Andrade right? was doing great work in this match. I just want like, everyone to know that. Like, I said, to, I said to you. Actually, I might have tweeted this. I have, I don't remember what I did. I'm like, I really wish Andrade wasn't the one leaving here. Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. I, well, I tweeted my thoughts about the Andrade contract news, and it was like, of all the like most recent WWE hirings, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, maybe with the exception of Swerve, of course. Yeah. Um, of course. Uh, Andrade has been one of the best. He has been so good, and especially in the past month with the Continental Classic, the past two yeah. months of Continental Classic, I thought he's he was one of the greatest. When he first came in, he had that remember that rampage triple threat with uh with I want to say it was Darby and Sammy. Um, yeah, 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 that ruled. Um, obviously, he's always had these issues backstage. He's always been uh, a malcontent and all this other stuff, but. Not this he was time always pretty good. Yeah. I enjoyed his work. You know, he was yeah. willing to do jobs. That was important. <laughs> so he did a job in CMLL. <laughs> he worked CMLL. We got to see him in CMLL this year too. Um, he was willing to work other places and not just be in one spot, unlike other people. Um, he gave me so many dreams of what he could have done in 2024. Just start ripping away from me. Uh, but he's so good. Like he is. He is so good. There's a reason he had the first five-star match in WWE's, well, based off Dave's ratings, of course, um, in WWE since, like, the CM Punk Cena match from years ago, right? Yeah. Um, 
I'm excited to see him in WWE just because like Triple H always liked him. Yeah. Right. And I think that's a good, I think that's part of the reason. Well, besides Charlotte being there, I think that's another big reason. Charlotte's out, but you know, Charlotte being there makes life easier for both of them. Um, I, I am excited. I just wish he got to do so much more in AEW because I do think that it wasn't, it obviously didn't start off well, right? When he, you know, beat up Sammy or whatever and got suspended <laughs> and then got hurt and all that. Yeah. Uh, but once he came back, on collision he's been a rock star yeah. an absolute rock star he has been everything that i think people knew andrade was that la sombra was before going to wwe and i'm hopeful he can take that into it i'd love to i'd love for him to use the masks and stuff like i just think that added so much to his presentation um i don't hell i like i don't i'm not i don't want him to join the lwl um that doesn't really exist anymore, but I would like Zelina Vega to go back with him because mm-hmm. I thought they were like a perfect combo. Um, but overall, just give me him and Gunther. I don't give a shit about anything else. Ooh, see you, Jay Uso. Put in Andrade versus Gunther. Ooh, Ooh. I like. Ooh. I'm liking that. Ooh. I'm liking that one. Um, that'll be our new. Uh, that'll be our work rate match of WrestleMania. I'll take it. By God, I'll take it. Um. Yeah, uh, the match itself, Miro, uh, he was fine, I guess. He, you know, he did his his meat stuff. It was a big, like, it was a big meaty match. It was also, it was more like a rare steak than a well cooked one, and by that I mean it was heatless. Um, it, it was just, it was just not entirely there for me. You know, I, some people enjoyed it. I saw online and enjoyed the work there. And for me, it was like the work was fine. It just there was nothing. Uh, there was not enough meat on the bone, I guess, uh, to continue this weird analogy that I'm doing. And CJ Perry was just weird. The turn was weird. I feel like partly the fans were also maybe expecting a turn from CJ Perry, knowing what was going involved and the head versus the heart for CJ Perry. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Andrade's gone. That That's a disappointment. So yeah. Andrade's gone. Miro's still around <laughs> for her however much longer. Um, apparently he, I was talking to someone, uh, uh, on Twitter that apparently I didn't even realize this. He re-signed a contract, uh, with AEW like last year, earlier this year. And he's like in this company till like 2026. Uh, so we have him for a long while. I'm not worried about it. He doesn't really do anything. True. (laughs) True. He doesn't really do anything, but it's like. Man, we're really eating up a budget line and eating up uh, some TV time for a guy that doesn't really do anything. That's I've never that's been a Miro point. guy. I'll just say that on here. Never been a Miro guy. Never really been into him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> that's part of the reason I said what I said. Like I was like, I don't really get the guy, but I do get Andrade. Like yeah. Andrade is a superstar. Yeah, you see it. You see it in the entrance. You see it when he wrestles. Um, uh, I just hope I hope he does well when he heads over because uh, he's done he's he's, he's done, done so much to get into like his best form again mm-hmm. that I don't want that to just go away and I don't think it will because I think I just think they're trying they're gonna try to make an impact with a guy that appeared on you know CMLL and AEW two days before he probably returns to WWE yeah which I think is a big deal 
Yeah. I also want to shout out Gwen Evans in the chat. I mean, this is a hilarious joke. Uh, infected <laughs> finger sounds like a Don Callis nickname. This is great. <laughs> I enjoy this. <laughs> uh, let's move on to the next match. Uh, AW Women's World Title Match Tony Storm defeats Riho. Uh, like I said at the top here, uh, it, a lot of this goes on your mileage of how much you enjoy the Tony Storm uh, gimmick. I do not. Uh, I, I, I do not enjoy her gimmick. And a lot of people talk about the faces. A lot of people talk about uh, the black and white stuff. The, the the faces there. My one of my Can biggest my screen issues. Black and white. What's that? Nothing. Just keep going. One of my biggest issues with the gimmick change is Tony Splo- Tony Storm. Tony Storm. Uh, she was she was such an explosive, high pace offense wrestler that she is now because of this gimmick change has slowed down so much, especially at the first half of her matches that it, it it's so much that is lacking now that I am enjoyed from her from a wrestling standpoint that I'm no longer getting. And instead we're getting the faces, the double buys and the body slams and these basic sort of 1940s wrestling maneuvers. Until we get more, until we get to more of the explosive stuff at the end, but I instead of however long this match was, which was eleven minutes and forty five seconds, instead of eleven twelve minutes of explosive high pace high octane action, I get you know, let's say three four maybe five minutes of it at best. Um, it's disappointing from someone that really enjoyed that style from Tony Storm and no longer getting it. I'd be more upset if I didn't think the women's division might actually be getting saved finally soon in the form of free agency, um, mm-hmm. which Tony Khan has said many times now. <laughs> yeah. Really? I'll just say that free agency market. <laughs> I'll just say it. It's Mercedes Monet folks. Like this. I said it a year ago. <laughs> We're almost mm-hmm. a year to the day that she appeared in new Japan. Yeah. Almost a year to the day. If she debuted on Wednesday, which I don't know. It would almost it would almost be exact, like in timing. Yeah. It shouldn't have taken a year. Shouldn't have taken this long. However, and I, I I keep saying this, there was there's been no bigger free agent available in pro wrestling than Mercedes Monet. Doesn't matter if it's a male wrestler or a woman's wrestler, it's the truth. And if you bring her in, you have to change everything with the women's division. Yeah. I I said it months ago, and I'm just saying it again. Like, you need to put a focus on this division. Three matches on this card, welcomed. Listen, I'll I'll sit here and admit, they didn't hit. (laughs) No. They didn't hit. But listen, Willow and Chris had a bad night. That happens, right? Give them another night on another show, they probably deliver. I've seen them deliver. They did it like three months ago, you know, on, on collision. So mm-hmm. give them another night. They deliver Tony storm and Riho in another universe. I know they deliver. Mm-hmm. Julie Hart and Abaddon. Yeah, they probably don't, but you know, it's fine. <laughs> um, but you get my point, like more focus on this division. And I, they have to Deanna Peraza is about to be a free agent out of impact. She seems like a absolute must get. For yeah. AW as well, right? She just fits. She just fits perfectly. 
Um, Serena Deep's coming back. That was yep. the one bright spot of the zero hour. Yeah. Like for sure. I was like, oh, let's go. So there's there there is hope here. And the hope, and obviously Mariah May is gonna wrestle her first match this week. So again, hope, Ryan. We have four people that are inbound, essentially. Well, yeah, like, allegedly inbound, let's say. Allegedly, reportedly, whatever you prefer. Um, yeah. Rumored sooner rather than later. And these are this like to me, Mariah May, Megan Bain. Oh, I forgot about Megan Bain. <laughs> Mercedes Monet, Diana Perrazzo. Those four alone should not only be at the top of your division, but help you lead this division to new heights that we've been waiting for years. And it does it it doesn't it doesn't start and stop with anyone besides Mercedes Monet. She is going to be a top three biggest star in this company when she walks in. Um, Plus we had the return of Thunder Rosa already. We had yes. Eve's hype video where she yes. uh, shoot, shoot worked uh, some Houdini. Uh, and there's and Athena. <laughs> there's Athena, which maybe she'll show up on AEW one day, but she's Athena, there. We'll take Athena, her. Athena who has a healthy argument for the women's wrestler of the year. The best champion in wrestling this year happens to be signed to this company. Mm-hmm. There's a this lot going me. for it. There's a lot. This going is me for having it. hope after a Tony Storm match that I'm like, eh, whatever. It it is not just hope of oh we're bringing in new wrestlers and we're hoping that these new wrestlers invigorate the vision. It's a good wrestlers. It's good, <laughs> great wrestlers even. Um, but also obviously, as Tony Khan instead said, a a effort is being put into more more into the women's division an yep. acknowledgement of i'm putting more effort into the women's division i'm trying to develop more stories for it uh so effort is being put into it and being brought and we have potentially we just named four five six seven different women's wrestlers that I, are on the bubble i was getting myself pumped up <laughs> thinking about it because mariah may is so good yeah, she's done, and she's done good character work. Uh, you know, like I, I will, I will still complain. I want her to see her wrestle. That's what she does great. But she's done, you know, she's done good with her character. Megan Bain just had her breakout match the other day. Yeah, right. She's going to be fantastic. I, I, I firmly believe. And if you put if you put a mouthpiece with her at the beginning, I think she's going to be even better. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always pitched like Athena and Megan Bain would be. Mm-hmm. I know we're doing the minion thing, but uh, that I feel like that would be a good unit. Um, Athena, I want to just come back. Diana Perazzo, I've loved her work, right? In Impact, her and Jordan yeah. Grace has been one of the best combos in uh, American wrestling for mm-hmm. the past couple of years. And it's Mercedes Monet. <laughs> like I don't have to say anything about that. You know how much I love Mercedes Monet. That's that to me. That's the best North American women's wrestler of all time. Yeah, uh, I think that's uh, I think that's fair to say. Um, any other thoughts about this match? No, nothing about the match. I'm just excited, I'm excited about the potential of yeah. this division and where it could go. Uh, singles match, Swerve Strickland, Dustin Rhodes. I mean, we talked about it on Slack beforehand. Uh, obviously, this match was supposed to be Swerve versus Keith Lee. Keith Lee uh, is apparently <laughs> revealed earlier that day he has been injured and injured for a while. Uh, I believe he said since final battle of last year, I believe is what he said, not and this year. This match finally was going to happen, so he was hurt again. 
uh yeah he was he started to come back apparently this match is finally going to happen and coincidentally uh allegedly coincidentally uh he is unable his infection or whatever happened as tony khan said got worse it blew up more whatever it is and so they decided to pull him out uh there is also some other weird keithley tweets that maybe implies that it isn't fully oh injury thing let's just say ryan is not basking in his glory no 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 no. i am full like years ago i was full on the keith lee train like keith lean keith lee and survivor series keith lee and survivor series keith lee against the royal rumble against brock keith lee and nxt i was on that train i was like oh this is future made as everyone should have been true everyone should have been it was awesome and then what was that 2019 2019 into 2020 uh i guess 2018 would have been the november survivor series uh yeah and then since then 2019 almost five years from now oh whatever 2019 over five years from now i want him off my television and guess what? He was. Because instead, we got well, Dustin he's Rhodes. He's always been off your television this yeah, year. That's true. That is true. I'm, I'm a very, I guess, not over. I'm, I'm hand-waving this guy. Uh, but, you know, in that sense, I'll happily take Dustin Rhodes instead of Keith Lee. You know, I'll, I'll take that. That's a weird improvement for me. Uh, but so instead, we got Dustin Rhodes versus Swerve Strickland, uh, which was met with, uh, a lot of differing opinions. I was somebody, I liked Dustin Rhodes as a wrestler. I thought he had very great selling in this match. I understand the weirdness of it. I understand of all these things. But, Scotty, you were on the other side of that coin. I hated this angle. hated everything about it. Just have the match. Like, just have By the match. By angle, you mean the po- pre-match angle, right? Yeah, getting him injured and kind of looking so the way they like shot this it made you think that someone was going to come out and fight swerve right i'm not the only one that thought that and i'm like getting myself kind of excited oh man like oh it's gonna be someone good i, I didn't really think it was gonna be hangman just because you don't you don't run that without building that up but i was like oh it's gonna be great it's gonna be someone that i actually care about it's gonna be dolph ziggler it's gonna be shelton benjamin it's gonna it was be shelton benjamin i would have jumped out of my chair i'm not gonna lie to you Mustafa Ali, maybe no one. They, people could have showed up here, right? Some of those people, yeah, could yeah, have showed up. yeah. They all can. They all got released uh, over ninety days ago, so they all showed up. And then, and then Dustin turned around and got back in the ring and wrestled the match in a fine way, I guess. Um, but I didn't like that he got so much in. The the destroyer is where I got angry. Yeah, I will admit, as much as I enjoyed this match, the destroyer was too much. It was I like got, I, that, that was the moment became it, it jumped the shark a bit at the. It was like your leg hurts. Yeah. Why? How are you launching? Yeah, he he used the cinder block to break it. I watched Keith Lee miss a lot of time because he got went through cinder blocks, and your legs fine. Yeah, that I don't first... even have like a problem with Dustin Rhodes. Yeah, I just had a problem with like the way they shot the angle. And that's fair. I get it. It sort of diminishes the the meaning of that center block. Swerve should thought, have killed him. Yeah, there. which he did in the end. But he, you know, this match ultimately was nine minutes and twenty eight seconds. I, I I saw a lot of people were like, I think the best one was that tweet I sent you. Uh, let me see if I can pull it up. Where someone <laughs> tweeted, I don't know if it was at Dustin Rose or whatever, but someone said that Swerve should have. 
beat Dustin Rhodes and uh, no longer than 30 seconds that it should have been a 30 second squash match, which well, I disagree with that. I don't think a 30 second squash match is fair to Dustin Rhodes. Um, but, uh, Dustin Rhodes immediately responds to that. Fuck you, which I greatly enjoy. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean, again, my problem is that it went so long from the injury. I right? get that. I get that. If he had like the little fight back and then he just got squashed from there, it would have worked. But again, the destroyer was like, I'm done with this. This is stupid. Um, because the cinder block in wrestling is like supposed to be like this deadly thing. And he yeah. did it to his foot. And then he just wrestled. And I was like, no, don't. And he sells great. I, I agree. But uh, it, it it was a gripe that I greatly had. So I just could not get myself into the match um from there. Um it was it was uh out of this stretch, it was the second best match for me still. Um out of this bad stretch here. Uh, but you know, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. I, I thought I enjoyed uh, the thing is, is like, yeah, the, the destroyer stuff I get the angle stuff uh, is, is I'll get, but I, I enjoyed, I think ultimately, and I said this to you is like, I think ultimately what it com- comes down to is how believable of a comeback baby face sort of effort is Dustin Rhodes and how much can you f- believe in that? I was able to believe in it. I think most people weren't. Um, I think like you talked about how the angle didn't quite help that cause. Um, I, and I think that's what it ultimately came down to. I enjoyed it. I've, I was able to buy into his effort. Uh, whereas other people weren't. And I, you know, that's totally fine. Um, so let's uh, talk about the next match. Um, and next match was, of course, the eight man tag team match Chris Jericho, Darby Allen, Sam Guevara, and Sting getting the win uh, by pinning Ricky Starks. I believe Sammy over Ricky Starks, Big Bill, Kanoski Takeshita, and Powerhouse Hobbs. Before we really get into the match, Scotty, um, I think we got to discuss how we're approaching this. <laughs> we didn't really discuss beforehand of how we want to discuss this story that came up. Uh, uh, the the day of the show. Let's just make sure we discuss it better than Tony Khan did, <laughs> which was not really at all. Um, but I, I guess I get why. But still, not really at all. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's it's a tough one, uh, just because of how it was reported, or <laughs> not reported, or yeah. said. I, um, let, should should we start there? I guess. Because yeah, I think because that start is with learning how professionalism should work. Because I think I, I think it's fair to start there. I don't want to diminish the, I guess, quote unquote, the meat of the story because that is very important. It's the uh, most important. Um, the only difference is is that that is still like weirdly up in the air, just allegations and all this stuff. The known fact is how it was sort of weirdly reported on. Yeah. And that is something that we can obviously talk about for certain. I'm not going to say that it did or didn't happen. There's evidence mounting that something has happened and NDAs have been formed and created. But uh, it's still very much in the allegation stage. And we're still everyone's still trying to figure out what entirely happened. And no, because no one's put out an official report. Yeah. 
Because instead of what ultimately happened was in what ended up being sort of a pissing contest uh, between Chris Jericho and Nick Hausman on that started Christmas Day uh, and has now er, created a careen towards the day of World's End pay-per-view. Nick Hausman uh, of the, funny enough, Rumor and Induendo podcast uh, stated uh, that... I don't want to even say stated because ultimately what he did was an eyeball emoji news report of, I don't really like Chris Jericho because of certain things about him. NDAs being filed, comparing him to Harvey Weinstein um, and, her, and things like where that. People took. That's what people took. Uh, that was a big thing that ended up being followed up on. And ultimately what it was, as I already stated was an eyeball emoji report of, uh, what he claimed seemed to have hinted at of some sort of sexual abuse allegations coming from Chris Jericho um, towards someone. It should go without saying this is the type of report you don't do an eyeball emoji report on. Agreed. This is very serious. Yeah. And instead of trying to make a almost a mockery of it in some ways in certain tweets put out a real report please like that's my biggest problem that's my biggest problem with all of this well no actually it's my second biggest problem my biggest problem is the the actual thing that happened the sexual abuse allegations (laughs) obviously obviously but like in, in terms of the handling of this it's, yeah, you know, it, it my biggest problem. Like, put out a report. That's that is how this is supposed to go, especially if you've been sitting on it for years now. Yeah, which makes it that much worse. Yeah, seemingly the report as sort of based on Twitter likes and and heart emojis uh, later in the day, seemingly based this idea around allegations regarding Kylie Ray and her time in AEW again that hasn't been confirmed yeah that has not been confirmed by anybody um let alone people involved in this particular story here um I get this idea of waiting for and I this is one of my bigger issues with how Nick Halsman handled this which is completely irresponsibly and like a child um my one of my bigger issues with how he handled things is I get the idea of you want to wait until the person that this is involving feels the need to bring this up first, right? That I think that's important that we should have uh, people that may may or may not have been abused have the chance to speak their truth. I think that's very vital and important. However, the way Nick Hausman has gone about this to me almost feels like peer pressure that he's putting on Kylie Ray or who or whoever this may or may not be about. That it almost feels like by eyeball emojiing it, by trying to ask more questions, that hey, I'm hey, I'm just asking questions over here. It almost feels like he is trying to weirdly pressure those people to say whatever they want to say. And that's not how you do it, bud. You don't, you don't pressure these people via, 
hey, I know something. Especially you don't pressure it via a pissing contest with another person on a podcast. It's it's so incredibly ugly. I just don't like how it was handled. Me neither. Um, it's I I so in the comments, it wasn't Nick's job to reveal details. It's not. You're absolutely right. It's not. Completely agree. It's not his job. But, but the way he did it, right, with the comparisons, is is how we got here, right? Yep. And and I'm not, I'm not saying that Nick Con- oh sorry not Nick Hausman. Uh, I'm not saying Nick Hausman should go out here and, and say every detail about exactly what happened, uh, especially not without whoever it is about. Whoever, let's say Kylie Ray. Who, I'm not saying he goes out there without her permission or without anything like that. I'm not saying that. I'm no. saying how he handled it of the eyeball emoji BS of I know something you don't know, and yeah, this I is why that. I don't like Chris Jericho. This is too um, serious. It's too serious of a thing to do something like that. It, it is so... If she wants it quiet... Uh, I, it, what, whether or not she signed NDAs, whether right. she wants it quiet and doesn't want to talk about it, that is her job. To make that decision. Not, I don't like this guy, so let me talk about something that may or may not happen four years ago. And you, you and I talked about it, Scotty. These rumors came up four years ago when Kylie Ray got out of the company. And people talked about maybe something happened with Chris Jericho. Yeah. People obviously liked the Brandy Rhodes part of it uh, and were more yeah. interested in that aspect of it all. Um, and it ended up that becoming more of the, the major, oh, maybe this is the reason. But, but I will say this. There were there were too many people ultimately focusing on that instead of the Jericho aspect of this. Yeah. And I, I see in the comments that someone's mad at us for talking about the Hausman part. This was a two-parter. I, mean, I was getting to the Jericho part of this. Mm-hmm. He should oh, not yeah. have been on the show last night. Completely Period. agree. Completely End of agree. story. And it was an absolute disgrace that he was. It was a, it was a shame that he was right it was a shame that he was on this show and the way that things came out and you know people are chanting nda at him and 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 cheering all these things and chanting all these things at him i would have taken off the show i would have handled a lot better than tony khan did yeah, in he was asked comments. several questions about it in the presser, and his answer was, I can't really talk about it. He and pretty we much have, said we have the, the best, company. The best uh, uh, committee, defense committee, or whatever phrasing he was yeah. uh, to, to combat sexual abuse in the workplace here. Yeah, ultimately, here's my take on this. The, the pro wrestling industry needs to be a safer place, and that has always been the case we've mm-hmm. seen it multiple times this year right when they signed rick flair this was a big discussion we talked about it at the time we were like this is dumb <laughs> why are we it's, doing this it's so dumb mm-hmm. and now this i don't know what happened i just know based off of tweets and and likes and stuff like that and, and i'm and ne- rumor and innuendo and i'm never gonna probably know what happened if you know with the nda and whatever what 
But my point is, I want wrestling to be better for everyone, specifically women in wrestling. And I yeah. want we I just we just spent a bunch of segments talking about the potential greatness of a women's division and stuff like that. Like everyone deserves to not have to worry about these things. Yeah. And Jericho should not be on the show. Should not have been on the show. He shouldn't be on the show come Wednesday. I don't still don't think because it was an absolute train wreck seeing him on the show. Like yeah. this match this is, was ruined. Because right. And it's not about the wrestling. No, of course. But, not. but my point is, I don't know how you watch any of this to say, oh yeah, like this was a great idea. It wasn't, it wasn't. And there's no need uh, for him to be in this match after today there's, or after yesterday. I yeah, should say. correct. I, there's a lot of other people that oh yeah you're absolutely right in the comments the the questions were awful there was maybe three good questions that entire scrum that brought this up uh shout out the only one i remember is um kevin from pw uh pw illustrated um he was the first one to actually ask about it uh but you're absolutely like people need to ask these questions at these scrums i I'm, we're gonna bring up like i'm not i wasn't gonna bring up much from the scrum because there was nothing yeah. but this was the one thing i was gonna bring up because you need to ask these questions this is what this is what journalism is this is what this is if you're gonna be in the media room you have to ask the tough questions you yeah. don't have to ask why so samoa joe how do you feel to be world champion you can ask that but like that's not the most don't, important thing. Don't ask that four times in a row. <laughs> you, can, you can ask that in two months, okay? Yeah. You, not now. That's not something that's important in a, after what has happened today. Yeah. Or yesterday. Yeah. Um. And I'm I'm not happy about it from all sides. Is that you know I I'm not ha- happy about Nick Hasselman had handled it. I'm not happy about what uh, Chris Jericho seemingly did uh, allegedly about it. I'm not happy about him still being on the card. I'm not happy about Tony Khan allowing that still. I mean, Tony Khan, for me, is hit and miss on these sort of sexual abuse allegations. Um, and I get it. Like, you, I, I think it's, I do think it's fair to like, you should not be doing this. I know you shouldn't be hit and miss. I think it's fair for everyone involved to do investigations and whatever the outcome of that is, is what it is. Granted, I don't know what that investigation looks like. I don't know how one-sided it can be because these things can easily be one-sided, but there are so many moments where like, where, you know, go back to like speaking out and like, you know, obviously stuff happened with Jimmy Havoc and, and he got terminated and let go from the company because of these sort of things. However, there were things brought up about like Darby Allen and things that brought up about Justin Roberts that seemingly the investigations happened regarding them and they're still around the company. And whether or not you still believe those allegations to be true or not, hopefully an investigation happened, but we don't truly know. And that's, we don't know anything. And I, it's not necessarily required by anyone to be 100% upfront about all these things. It's not required by any company to do that sort of stuff, but it's sort of frustrating of like he can't comment on it. Well, you should be able to comment on it, Tony Khan. Everyone's asking three people ask the question. People want to know. And I get that. It's just a rumor right now uh, that one person 
uh, brought up, but like seemingly an investigation happened four years ago, right? Yeah. And who knows? Who knows what happened? And now we're getting asking questions and the guy in charge refuses to ask about it. And now if we don't ask Tony Khan, who do we ask? Even if like, let's be like journalists. Who do we ask beyond Tony Khan? I get maybe right. the media scrum isn't the right place to do it, but it's like, where do you... Where else is going to be the right place to do it? Who, do I, who Am I going to ask Chris Jericho? I would love to ask Chris Jericho. I can probably guess what his answer is going to be. You know, yeah, it's right, like, right. who who else in this company am I allowed to ask? Uh, am I asked to ask their, their lawyer, Jacksonville Jaguars lawyer, Mega? I forgot her last name. Uh, she's, what, she's, she's probably busy with other nonsense, but do I ask her? Is she able right. to be t- asked about these yeah. questions? It's just frustrating because it's like if I'm not able to ask the owner of the company and can't give me right. a straight answer, that what was the, the biggest fuck problem. Is the point? Right. That was the biggest problem last night. And again, still, um, more questions should be asked, but at the same time, he was not saying anything. Yeah. He was saying we're the safest company and we have that on record. And it's like, do you? Which do you? Look, how, how, how do I know that though? And that's the problem, is ultimately we don't know. And I think that's that's the ultimate problem is that we don't know. Uh, there either was an investigation four years ago, and this was handled four years ago, or there wasn't. There right. either there that that's what all we know so far. The mm-hmm. the only sort of we know thing, nothing. The only sort of thing that popped up was apparently Jericho likes giving out NDAs, and it, and he has this sort of Harvey Weinstein aspect about it. That's what we, we expect. You, we we appreciate the rant. Actually, thank you for that. Yes, it's, it's very needed in this scenario. Um, yes, I appreciate. It. I appreciate you keeping us honest, a jizzle. There, there's also a been hilarious this... name to say in a <laughs> serious context. <laughs> one, one other problem I do have, though, I just want to say this because this is this is just me, and I'll just say this. No one has to agree with this. So many people were upset about maybe not having to like Chris Jericho anymore. <laughs> what a stupid thing to be concerned about in this situation yeah like that shouldn't be your concern the concern is you know the health and safety of others right in this in this scenario and we're never going to know maybe at based off of how this went we may <laughs> never know yeah um but no, I hope maybe, maybe tony khan has an nda i hope we get the truth eventually i do because it's something we need, you know, I'm not saying we need to know, but it needs to be handled correctly. Yeah. And uh, this this match is so secondary to all of this. Yeah. Um, I just wish everything went. I wish he wasn't on the show, period. He should not have been on the show. It, should, it would have been so easy to take him off and put anyone else in this match. Or even just make it a three-way. Three well, not three ways. Yeah, that work too. Um, if, if, if Ricky's getting the pin, you know, then you can easily drop off to Keshta, a guy you already swapped in for Fletcher. Yeah. Um, and just talking about uh, match itself, real quick, it was pretty clunky. Um, I don't know. I. It, it was aggressively weird. There were so many moments of Jericho realizing that the crowd is not on his side. And then being like, Sting, do your thing to pump up the crowd because I can't. <laughs> yeah. There I, there was the moment of like Ricky Starks comes into the ring with Chris Jericho, flips him off, him off, and then tags out. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, Ricky, and, then uh, do- and then doesn't only he only touches Jericho once during this entire match, and it's mm-hmm. a super kick that he then like yells and flips off again, Chris Jericho or whatever it was. Yeah, uh, I, I I talked about I, uh, like real real Riddle Rollins Survivor but, Series hours here, and I'll say this comment just for the podcast listeners. Um, your you, uh, this, yeah, this is from um. If the innuendo is correct, Jericho and TK essentially ruined a talented young woman's career for a few years. That's the story. And I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, um, I completely agree. And, you know, Kylie ray has gone on to do some great things since then. And, you know, she's she's had personal problems, stuff like that. And I've always I've always rooted for her as is because I think she's I think she's awesome. Um, I know she just had a kid, too. So um, she's been out of wrestling for a little bit. But uh, hopefully hopefully she's doing well after all this. I think that's another important thing. Some people will have just tossed her name around Yeah. now. Right. Um, I've seen some people toss her name around to pretty much get clout in some ways. Like someone, someone tweeted like, Oh, you know, she was in WWE a year ago. I'd love to see. And I was like, that's not. Yeah, yeah. sure. I saw that see. her name was trending and said, yeah. okay, great. Let me make a tweet about this. Right. And I, I hope she's doing well during all this, because this is a lot to deal with, you know, especially when, you may not have a voice. Yeah. Uh, it's frustrating. I, I don't like, I personally don't like how Nick Hausman has handled it. Yeah. I don't like how I, I mean, that's the problem is that like it, it brings, it brings up trust ultimately yeah. with your audience. We don't know what happened. We don't know if an investigation happened and Tony Khan refuses to give an answer. Maybe he got NDA'd by Chris Jericho, but where he refused to get an answer, and it's just sort of like that's a, a cloud that's now over. Uh, that's now over going to be for however long, and eventually the crowd will. Eventually the cloud will go away, and the fans will cheer uh, for Chris Jericho and sing the Judas theme song like they did again last night. Oh my God! That I think that 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 sent me when yeah. they start singing along. I was like. Yeah. Like I understand probably not everyone in the building knows. I get that. Not everyone's on wrestling Twitter. Sure. So it's like it was going to be sung, but no, they booed after. Yeah. They booed pretty loudly after and they chanted NDA and stuff, so like a lot of them knew. You can see the moment the the crowd starts booing, Chris Jericho realizes what's happening and he's yeah. just he you can see it on his face of like, "Nah, shit. <laughs> this is bad." Yeah, let's let's get back to uh Let's get back talk about wrestling. Folks. Uh hello Eternally pure. Good morning. Hope you have a happy holiday as well. Thank you for the support. And good morning to Far as well in the chat. We appreciate yes. you both. Uh, we, we appreciate, appreciate all of you. We appreciate the jizzle for. I, I appreciate you giving all your comments truthfully. But thank yeah. you for being part of the conversation. We welcome anyone that comes into the comments. Yeah. For any topic to even share if you disagree thoughts. or agree with us. Yeah. I yeah. It's, I think, it's part of the conversation. And I, think, and, I, and, I, and I appreciate it, folks at home. If you stuck around and listened to this, or you listened to the podcast, you stuck around and watched the YouTube version. Uh, yeah. We're taking a moment, like, I don't know, 20 minutes to not talk about wrestling out of a two hour podcast, but this is shit it's that's important. important. It's more important than the wrestling. Yeah. It's, it, it's frustrating. It's frustrating uh, that uh, far, I'm going to write that put far on. People live in ignorant bliss, sadly, in the world. And that's, yeah. Something I think it, it it needs to be said, and it's frustrating. It's I frustrating hope, to watch. I hope there's a, I hope there's something positive out of all this, but we'll see. Let's just move on. Let's get through the show. 
Yeah. AEW TBS title match. Julia Hart defeats Abaddon. Of course, this was a house rules match as well, which I did not. I always forget with these. Fighting was matches. allowed. Yeah, I always forget that there's house. their house rules matches here. Uh, and uh, but it turns out, as Justin Roberts said, biting is allowed. And I was like, huh? Which what? was super funny because, like, the in two of the three matches after, biting happened. <laughs> yeah, and it was allowed. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it seemingly was fine. I'm sure the ref was upset about it, but it wasn't disqualification. I just found it so funny. It was like, oh, yeah, biting's allowed in this match. And then they just did it later. I was like, oh, that, that was a pretty stupid roll. I bet on <laughs> You know, in kayfabe, like they made a bad choice. <laughs> yeah, I would have loved. I what I needed from Abaddon here was to bite Julia Hart in like the forehead, and then <laughs> Julia Hart blades. Yeah, That's what I needed. Yeah. That's what I needed yeah. to be like. Oh, the um, biting was so bad that it it actively caused a lot of blood. That's I what did I not needed. enjoy she this. Just, match. Like I need this idea of Abaddon taking a chunk of skin. Uh, oh, you want full Shayna Baszler type stuff? Yeah, baby. I need, I need the vampire. vampire. <laughs> um. Uh, this match was not good, unfortunately. No, I, I wanted it to no. be better. It was really bad. Um, for me, the only thing that was worse was the battle royal. Um, which again, worst battle royal I've probably ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, I and I think to be fair to Julia Hart and Abaddon, coming off the previous match, it's tough. The crowd is now. Out of wrestling mindset, so is there a test spot? To be fair, Julia Hart hit her moonsault like Charlotte Flair does, um, and which I don't know why that happened, because like she got more air on this one than she's ever gotten, and then she landed on her feet, and I was like, "What? Why?" Yeah, Um, Yeah. so that sucked too. The finish was bad. I like Julia Hart, I really do. Like I know. I, I'm rooting for her, and I think she's going to be good. Long, she's still like what, 21, 22? And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not here saying like, oh, you know, it's over. No, she's over. She gets her gimmick. Her presentation's great. Yeah, she's just she, for where she's at. She's great, and I think she's someone that you know needs someone to help lead them in matches. And Abaddon, you know, is not that person. This was not a, a pay per view match. I feel I thought with Thunder Rosa coming back, that would have made probably more sense. But that's maybe a little bit more long term. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, Thunder Rosa looked great in her return, um, which I'm very happy she's back. Uh, it, it, it's just a miss, but what can you do? Um, let's move on to the next match. AEW TNT title, no disqualification match. Uh, Adam Copeland defeats Christian Cage to win the TNT title up until Killswitch comes out with his mm-hmm. contract that he won in the Battle Royal earlier in the night, which we really talked about. So we're going to talk about it definitely here. He apparently his contract as an anytime, anywhere clause uh, uh is basically a money the bank as contract where literally he can cash it in let's say anytime anywhere but instead of cashing it in himself christian cage comes out stops him and forces K- kill switch to give it to him christian cage then cashes it in uh, uh again i guess for the tnt title and defeats adam copeland so adam copeland holds the fun. belt for maybe less than a minute uh, and that, that that's this whole thing. That's this whole thing. What do you think about this whole event? I think there's that we have to separate maybe the match from the contract yeah. stuff, but uh, so match, I guess we'll start with the match. Match is pretty good to uh, 
two veterans going out there and bringing the vibes up, <laughs> you know, yes. like yes, getting the crowd back into the show. Um, overall, I think Edge has done a pretty good job since coming over, right? Yeah. Like, if you don't look at him as like this guy that's supposed to be like a big rating mover or something, which he's not. Um, and you just look at him as a wrestler who's doing his job quite well. Um, I think he's been doing pretty good. And so far his matches have been pretty good. And this was, you know, right there with it. I think, uh, I think there's some people that might, you know, actually like this match as their favorite of the night. I am not that person. Mm-hmm. Um, but him and Christian, they know what they're doing. Right, yep. they, they've they've been here before, um, and I think they just work so well together. I think Christian continues to be great. Uh, Christian just took a lot of abuse in this match, um, yeah. which I was, which was you know fitting, and you know he ultimately lost. And you could feel how you want about the post match stuff, but I think the match definitely, uh, it, it the match hit about where my highest expectations were, mm-hmm. truthfully, which I didn't think this was going to be like the match of the night by any means um but it was entertaining and that's what the show needed was entertaining yeah uh especially at this moment i think the crowd really needed to turn around and i think i saw someone mention that adam copeland has reached the sting portion of his career um where he's yeah. going out there jumping off of doing doing these crazy stuff doing fire table not bumps but moves i guess mm-hmm. um which god if that if that if that landed better that fire table so oh, yeah that would have been oh that would have that would have been uh chef's kiss right there but yeah uh sadly it wasn't quite there that's fine it is what it is he probably uh, took a worse bump truthfully probably like right he on the landed head, like on his table yeah on the edge and then like landed on his head yeah um, but uh, he, uh I, I do like that he brought back the uh mcfoley look mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. just happy him and Christian didn't do the spirit for the table. That well, it was it worked because it, it worked as a solid tease of yeah. that spear spot. Yeah. Um, that it really nailed it of like, oh, bringing up and acknowledging this sort of idea. It's like, oh, we're gonna have it. And we we walked through it. Um, uh, we walked through the chairs, we walked through the ladders, we walked through the tables. Shout out everything pro wrestling on Twitter or X or whatever. Uh, <laughs> uh but we walked through their entire career together we walked through the highlights um and and yeah and and even then like we walked through the highlights of to get to the money in the bank s contract clause here the anytime anywhere contracts that still plays into their history yeah. not even their not even their history but their individual careers lest we forget edge first ever money in the bank winner uh, and cashing yeah. it in to win the world title. I did like I, that if, part, actually. And if I'm not mistaken, didn't Christian Cage do the same thing? What? Uh, cash in the Money in the Bank to win the world no. title? Didn't no. he? Wasn't he a Money in the Bank guy at one point? No, he never won the Money in the Bank. Okay. Uh, he did win a ladder match to win the world title. No, he never did win it. I thought he swear he did. doesn't matter. The idea remains the same of uh, Adam Copeland is doing his storyline, his sort of his moment of this money in the bank thing. And then how having it happen to him um, uh, is a very fun uh, ultimate opportunist idea here for Adam Copeland. The match itself I thought was really great. I thought the execution of that money in the bank contract clause was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. I I love the idea of him coming out, 
kill switch coming out and Christian be like, no, 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 give that to me and him doing it and win the title immediately. I really enjoyed that. Um, I, I'm unsure about having it in this company. It's definitely a can of worms. Worms have opened up uh, about having a money, the bank S contract clause because I mean, I don't know for certain, but seemingly this is the second one. Um, the first one being the one that the Young Bucks won at Wrestle Dream that they then lost to Jericho and Omega. Um, so seemingly this is the second one, and seemingly Jericho and Omega have their own contract clause, which maybe now it's Jericho and Guevara have it. I don't know what's happening with it. Either way, uh, having that, that that is a big story uh, moment that you can bring into your company that they have AEW has now brought into the company that comes with baggage. A lot of times how you handle it is very interesting and seemingly having it in the tag team division as well means that they have expanded it from just singles wrestlers to uh, potentially world titles, mid card titles, obviously here. That's that's my thing. That's my thing. I'm hoping it's just stays to like the mid card belts. If we're going to, have this be a thing mm-hmm. um this and it was just a battle royal so there's no like sign of it making it annual necessarily sure um which is good um if, if you keep it to the mid card belts and leave the world titles out of it mm-hmm. i'm okay like i can live with it um but that's kind of the way i look at it like don't don't make it for every title like don't just do it when you feel like it for storyline purposes yeah um even though i think wwe wish they could <laughs> truthfully the one sometimes every year comes around um but that's my kind of take on it i don't want this to become bigger i think it's fine for yeah i'm just nervous because seemingly there are already two of them or seemingly there have already been two of i'm these guessing the tag one just doesn't work that way so yeah the 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 contract the, the stipulation or whatever on that match was winner gets a title match anytime it uh, doesn't say anytime, anywhere, but anytime. I feel like it can happen anywhere. Yeah, it can't happen anywhere. It has to happen somewhere specifically. Probably in a ring. Uh, one one would have to presume. Uh, to me, it feels spiritually the same. It's just a matter of what ultimately happens with it. It was well used here. Yeah, and that's the thing. It was well executed here. I'll give them a pass for this first one. We'll see how it does. If it creeps into the world title scene... I agree with you. I th- I think that'll be. I don't know if I would quite enjoy that, but uh, it it also it's weird that they introduced that idea like a day or two after Tony Khan's like, you know what? I think we're gonna go more into. I've, I've run this sports experiment. Space, yeah. I've looked at the numbers. We're gonna do more sports center sport not sports entertainment, but more pro wrestling based stories or whatever. More sports based storytelling, and then it's like here's a uh, a way to win a title immediately without any yeah. sort of rankings or anything just I've, always been, Royal, I guess. I've always been a fan of money in the bank like the briefcase yeah in the way wwe did it um if you're doing it more sporadically though like this i think that's like there's a perfect medium to the money in the bank right mm-hmm. and we <laughs> and we've never had it because we went annual with it um but if it's fitting for storyline it can work I yeah. just don't need it to be higher than this because then you're just then you're literally blatantly taking the money in the bank at that point. Sure, sure, which sure. You, I don't think they want to do. So, 
Yeah. Um, let's move on to the next match, which was the Continental Classic final match with uh, all three titles on the long line, Ring of Honor World title, New Japan Strong Openweight title, and the new... I loved how they showed the belt before <laughs> the, new... the match with the graphic. <laughs> I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, because also they only showed that one too, right? They only showed the, yeah, the yeah, Continental yeah. Classic title. or not the Continental tells Classic. tells me all I need to know about the other two belts, but yeah. um but yeah uh this match of course eddie kingston winner of the blue league uh facing john moxley winner of the gold league and it was in fact eddie kingston getting the win in 17 minutes and 16 seconds following sort of a uh knockout shot knockout blow from i believe it was if i recall correctly a spinning back fist uh from moxley to sorry from kingston to moxley allowing kingston to get the win what do you think about this match scotty oh i thought it was a great match they went a uh, little more like combat, like MMA type, which was yeah, weird. it was more technical than I fully expected. Yeah, um, or I should say technical, and then it turned into a full on strike fest at one point. But you know, I appreciate this too. Which is where I needed it to go. Um, yeah. they they didn't like they didn't have like a they don't have a blood feud, so I didn't expect like their first match way back. Um, but it was really good. It was a really good way to end this tournament. Um. And this is my chance to give my awards to the tournament. One, you got to keep it going, obviously, which Tony Khan said they will. As you should, it was a ratings draw. Um, it was a ratings draw, and God damn it, it entertained me. That's what matters the most. Um, two, Brian Danielson, for me, walked away with MVP like three matches ago. Uh, <laughs> but he he really solidified it with the Eddie match, which I thought was just fantastic. Um, And uh, I hope next year they keep it the same size, but they kind of get the same form of guys. So like you got your higher tier guys, so like five or six of them. Mm -hmm. And then the other six are either the Brody Kings that you elevate the young star like Daniel Garcia that you elevate, a Mark Briscoe that's a fan favorite. And then, you know, of course, you have to have someone like Lethal who's going to take all the losses, especially yeah. if you have so many top guys. Uh, but hopefully that's a little bit more exciting next year. Um, and I think that's, I think it's the perfect build for this. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to see some different uh, wrestlers in it next year too, for sure. But uh, it was it was an absolute success. I loved it. Um, Danielson had one of the best tournament runs I've ever seen in pro wrestling. Like he went six for six for me in great matches. Um, I I told you I said on the show earlier he's my wrestler of the year now because of this tournament. I I he's he's just so good. He's just so good. He's I'm happy that uh, Eddie won as well. I should say that. Yeah, uh, Eddie getting the win, I really enjoyed. Uh, first AEW I title. First AEW title, and I think that's huge for him. Um, I'm 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 intrigued about the AEW Continental Classic. I, or not the Continental Classic, but the Continental title. Crown, I, I believe they're calling it. What's that? The Continental Crown. Continental Crown. Well, then it should be a crown. He should melt Instead it down. Instead of the triple crown. crown. Um, I agree with the jizzle in the chat uh that i like to see too but the key is the storyline follow-up uh um, yes 
that's massive. <laughs> that, that's yeah. a massive thing. Especially with Garcia. Both uh, for so many wrestlers, uh, but also that's in terms true. of TV time, but also in terms of what, it, what does it mean, Eddie Kingston moving forward? Yeah. My point I was going to make was the Continental Crown title. Um, I hope it's not just... I would love for some sort of gimmick to be on top mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. Um, whatever that may be. Like I, I would hope it's not just like another tertiary title. Yeah. Um, like another international TNT, right. you know, FTW, let's say. Like, I'm gonna go through a tournament every time to challenge for it. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I hope that'd that be it, a little extreme, but <laughs> I hope it's like a title that like I don't know. I don't know what it would be, but I, I hope it's there is some sort of gimmick associated with to separate it from from everything else. Um, I agree. The follow up is very important. I thought the match here was really good. A lot of technical Nothing. stuff to start off, which was pretty good. Um, into the strike fest from Eddie Kingston, just freaking ruled, dude. Yeah, dude. Um, and I'll give you a rare take here, Scotty. Uh, you know my thoughts on these sort of situations. The match itself is seventeen minutes and sixteen seconds. This is a rare take where Ryan says. I would have liked more yeah. uh, time on this match. I'm giving me an extra three to five minutes yeah. because uh, I'm not the biggest guy on sudden kind of like knockout MMA-esque finishes. Moxley yeah. obviously loves them. I'm not the biggest guy. Sometimes they hit, sometimes they don't. This one didn't quite get me there. It was a little too sudden. And I would have, and I feel like it was, it happened as for me, I was really hitting the peak of the match, like mm. as I was getting there. I would like to sit in that a little bit longer, but yeah. it doesn't matter. Still a really good match. Uh, very happy about Eddie Kingston winning. Very much enjoyed the post-match stuff with Moxley and Kingston. Um, and I'm, yeah, I, I think Sajizel's right. The follow-up is going to be massive, not just for Eddie Kingston, not just for what the TV looks like, but for all these wrestlers in the Continental Classic and how we push them moving forward. Brian Danielson is just the greatest. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it before. I think he's a really solid case of being the wrestler of the year. And uh, and some he's, he's mine in every way. However, even just based on consistency, like in terms of him having, sorry, gotta get to get to the sheet here. Um, in terms <laughs> of him, he had twenty eight matches this, this year? year. This year, I'd argue. Almost all of them are great, <laughs> like good to great. Which we went, we a, went through it before. It was like we got to name like easily like ten that were great, and that was before had, the content of the classic really kicked off. Yeah, and you got had six. Like that's sixteen great matches. Incredible, and I still think my favorite is either the Starks one or the Roosh one. Um, the Starks one's just like it all. I always bring it up because it's like I did not expect it. <laughs> Me too. Me too. It was That's so kinda... good. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. Um, I like Ricky Starks. I meant to say that earlier during that eight man tag, but when he speared the hell out of Sammy Guevara, I was like, Yeah, and I was like, Damn it, Sting, Sting can't lose. Uh, uh, <laughs> shit. Uh, <laughs> I was so, I was so, I was so in trouble. I was like, God, ah, uh, because I wanted the the Callis family will win too, obviously, because they're mm-hmm. great. Um, those four were great. I just want to give credit to them now that I'm thinking of it. Starks, Big Bill, Hobbs, and Takeshita. You know, we're talking about how people in the Continental Classic need to continue having story. You want to talk about people that need like direction. It's all four of those guys as well. Yeah. 
Um, let's move into the main event. Uh, big time main event here. AW World Title Match on the line. Samoa Joe in a shock win here uh, picks up the AW World Title by defeating, knocking out Cold MJF in the middle of that ring. Uh, of course, the real world champion. Of course, we get to the post match in a moment. But Scotty, uh, it sounds like you've already taken the floor. So I guess just continue uh, on the floor about your thoughts on the main event. You know how Samoa Joe got up and did like this? I also got up and did that when he won. <laughs> I just stood there like that. And my friend's like, what is wrong with you? It's like, the real is the champion. Samoa Joe's a champion. I don't care about anything else. I was like, I don't care that the devil thing's about to happen. I don't care that MJF's probably like absolutely battered and you know probably has to take time off, which they said he is. Um, I don't care about that. Samoa Joe is world champion. Samoa Joe is one of the greatest of all time, folks. I can't stress that enough. I am still blown away that he's not on the Observer Hall of Fame, considering how great he is. Damn it, TNA. Um, but man. The greatest, the greatest. And if he's the guy that Swerve Strickland's beating, I'm all for it, baby. I'm all for it, the big gun. You got that right. Uh, I'm so happy. I'm so happy that Samoa Joe's champion. Yeah. It was like, it was like just something was lifted <laughs> from AEW. And Samoa Joe, this time last year, won the TNT title and had that great little run and had that great feud with Darby Allen. Give me that again. Yeah. Give me that again for this world title. It doesn't it doesn't have to be long. I'd like a couple months though. Uh, but it doesn't have to be long. It just gotta be effective. I'm fully okay if he loses at like revolution or something. Yeah, one hundred percent. I'd have Swerve beat him. I'm not waiting anymore. Like, l- l- listen, folks. I think there was a, absolutely a plan for it to be MJF and Osprey, probably at uh, All In. You know, based off of who's their biggest star and who's England's biggest star, just felt natural. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're, we're pivoting to Swerve versus Will Osprey now. We're I mean, pivoting to Swerve versus Will. Osprey. If you hold it that long, I'll take Samoa Joe Will Osprey too. I mean, that's oh hell yeah! I just don't expect Samoa Joe. Me neither. Oh. <laughs> um, but I I love Samoa Joe. He's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Yeah. Um, and I'm very excited. Like that was the one thing I took out of the show. I was like Eddie Kingston won a title, and Samoa Joe is the world champion. Even if I didn't love this pay per view, I love that, and yeah. that makes me excited. Yeah, uh, I thought this match was good. I, I talked about it before about uh, I'm not a huge thing on like sort of knockout sudden finishes, and I thought uh, that the second one, that, yeah, the second one following the Mox and Kingston one was a little bit of diminishing returns for me. Uh, I think it was too uh, sudden, which I guess is the point of the idea, but uh, it was well, a little too much. Finish? Doesn't that how he always wins in this game? Samojo. Yeah, he always wins with the Coquina. Uh, sometimes he went to the, the, the Buster, whatever it's called. By the way, that was absolutely sickening on the apron with yeah. MJF already like broken into pieces. Yeah. I love I love uh that he, he's like, Oh, I'm gonna work a safer style and then does all this nonsense. Yeah. Uh so by the way, that F five is hundred percent a Brock Lesnar thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. I wanted I wanted them to go full uh Brock and Cena. 
<laughs> and they got pretty close. They got close they didn't do the point. full thing because Brock and Cena is perfect. Yeah. Um, they didn't do the full thing, but I really wanted them to. Um, I love Samoa Joe. I just I can't stress that enough. Um, oh, that's damn it, far you can't be saying that. <laughs> well, yeah, let's uh, uh, let's talk about the devil. Uh, let's talk about the devil. Obviously, no, Adam Cole was there ringside of MJF, helping him seemingly part of the match. Post match, um, he. he if you didn't notice, he couldn't find the ring, and then Joe got the coquina in. Well, he, he eventually there. found the ring. He eventually yeah, found the ring. but he, he took the time to give Joe time. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yeah, so the devil goons attack Adam Cole and MGF. The lights go out. Lights come back on. Adam Cole's sitting in a chair. I actually uh, liked that part. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't care. Like, I didn't care about the devil at this point, but I did like how they did that. Sure. Um, yeah, and then it was ultimately revealed. Adam Cole has been the devil this whole time, and his Trust, goons son, bamboozled. Uh, his goons, of course, are Roderick Strong, the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions Matt Taven and Mike Bennett, and Wardlow. Um, so yeah. the devil reveal has happened. How do you feel about it? You, you seem to like you kind of enjoyed it, but ultimately wasn't the I, most. That's, it, not, that's the funny thing. Like I didn't care. It didn't affect me in any way. I was like, sure. Eh. And I kind of like laughed at like MGF's reaction to it, like crying. I was like, all right, that's kind of lame. Uh, but Roderick Strong absolutely murdered him with a knee. And I was like, that's the Ronnie I need. Yeah. Yeah. I popped for that knee shot too. I was like, yeah. I think my, my biggest thing with the devil is like, if this means Roddy is going to be a badass again and the kingdom get to actually wrestle and not be jokesters, I'm in. If it's anything else, I'm out. Yeah. Wardlow, I don't care about at all. I'm not going to like, let's not sit here and lie. Yeah, um, that's I fine. He can be a big heavy. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with and, just big heavy Wardlow. Like, I think this is going to be a really weird story because I think Adam's still actually getting better because he like still could barely move. Mm-hmm. Um, and MJF's going to take time off. So it's like. We get this reveal and now we're just going to sit on it maybe for a couple months. Yeah. I mean, the only good thing is like. I just Roddy in the kingdom, baby. Like I'm saying, Roddy in the kingdom. So they all I'm hoping for. Let Roddy cook. Let him cook. I don't need to hear the Adams anymore. I don't need to hear the yellings. I don't need to see that stupid neck brace ever again. Yeah. Uh, just let them be great. And I will. I, it could turn this around. I will say there is still the whole. There is the storyline aspect of it. I'm. And I guess intrigued will be the word to see how it plays out yeah. because why, why is Adam Cole the devil? I guess the question, you know, like why work of Samoa Joe to, and, and take work with title off of him. Yeah. To not to take the world title off of MJF, but also lose your own ring of honor tag titles to give them to tenant, uh, to, to Taven and Bennett. Um, why, well, he, why? Well, well, okay, so that one is he doesn't want to team with MJF anymore, sure, that's fair. Um, that's fair. and then with the world title, this is my thought process, okay? I would love to hear it. He can't win it, and he wants MJF to lose everything, okay? And to him, the best person was pretty much the first choice. And he, I don't know, maybe doesn't like MJ, uh, Jay White, so he was like, Yeah, I'm not gonna help him. Well, um, he doesn't but, like Jay White, Jay White's the one that gave him, the oh, contention. right. 
there you go. So he wasn't going to help him. Samoa Joe is the person he could help take the belt off of MJF. Maybe that's it, right? Because he obviously this storyline was supposed to be between these two. And so why, why do they the why do they attack the acclaimed? And uh, I guess the acclaimed was just sort of a defensive well, maneuver. With MJF. And then why Adam Page? Uh, because they wanted. I have no idea. <laughs> Can't give you that one. Can't give you that. I was gonna try to come up with something. Nah, I, I don't know. Because because Adam Page needed to be written off this review. That's why. Um, <laughs> Scotty's face immediately changes into negative. Um, I love Adam Page. I know. It's a shame they don't. <laughs> the way yeah. they book the poor guy. Um. Yeah. It's uh. I, I, the story of it all is like it makes sense as Adam Cole, but there's also like. I, I sent the, this tweet to you. It's from uh, at Bo- Boss Maz on X. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was just letting Samoa Joe kick a guy's ass on his own and then be like, hey, yeah, it's me, the devil. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> I liked that it was a uh, great experience for you of watching MJF get his ass beat. Uh, <laughs> Black Scorpion number one and two. That's a good one. Good evidence. And MJF is not there. Yeah, it's going to be hard to get the story off the ground for sure, especially because, again, I don't think Cole can wrestle. Like, I really don't. I don't think he can do much. Um, boy, you know what I'm going to pitch now? Because it seems, it seems natural. Roddy and the Kingdom beat the Acclaimed. Ooh. Okay. That's if you're sense. the Acclaimed, why wouldn't you want payback? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would just give them the belts, and then Roddy and the Kingdom can run wild. I like the Kingdom. I watched that Kingdom Briscoes match from the last uh, Sinclair Ring of Honor show. And I'll never forget it. That was a party. That was a hoot. And that forever, forever will make me a fan of the kingdom. And they, yeah, I think they're, I thought they were actually great at impact um, when they yeah. were there. Uh, but I, I hope that they, uh, I hope they get some shine. I hope Roddy gets the needed shine. Um, and I hope uh, full, full sales ahead of, uh, for them. Again, I don't. I don't care about Warlow. Warlow's best as a background heavy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll see how it goes <laughs> this next couple months. You know, if they're not going to loosen the focus on that and focus on something else, we'll see how it certainly goes. If <laughs> <laughs> This is a good question. <laughs> how did Adam Cole know last month that MJF was going to come out and save him from Jay White? So would the thought be that he thought that was a chance to lose the world title? Maybe. For MJF? I don't know. This, it, it doesn't sound right or good, but I was just trying to help. I was trying to answer your question. I don't have a good answer for that. You make a good point. Uh, most of the storyline hasn't made sense, let's be honest. Yeah, and I think uh, the storyline has actively changed probably at some point. Uh, uh, yeah. I don't know exactly sure. where because the injury happened like kind of as the storyline was starting uh, with Adam Cole. So I don't it know exactly where. Changed immediately, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I know. I, I'm pretty sure the storyline probably changed, but it's just a matter of where. But yeah, what matters to Moa Joe is world champion. That's true. That's World's End. Uh, we've been going for two hours, and we talked about nothing else, Scotty. How are we doing? How are we going to get into this? Uh, we've got, we got a billion other some, shows to talk about. We need uh, do some okay speed go. rounds, huh? Okay, I'm okay going a little longer if you're okay with it. Yeah, let's just not do three hours. 
Um, okay, great. Then uh, do you want to do some speed contract news stuff? We already talked yeah, about some yeah, of this, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Well, you can't you can't do it. We have a button for that. No, um, I'm not pressing it. So a uh, big one here was uh, the report was that Mercedes Monet is no longer in talks with WWE. Uh, talks between the two sides have reportedly fallen through, according to Fightful Select. Uh, WB sources told FIFA on Friday night that the two sides, quote, were no longer negotiations regarding a return. The back and forth talks between the two, while friendly, ultimately failed to progress. And it was WWE's side that walked as a result of the stalemate. So, whatever was happening, WWE was the one that walked away from Mercedes Monet. Let the record show. So, uh, wow. obviously, we talked about it that it seems like uh, AEW is the most inbound likely place for Monet to show up. Uh, but what do you think about that sort of news about WWE and Monet uh, not uh, figuring out a contract? Well, you know, this company's never been smart um, when it comes to Mercedes Monet ever, mm-hmm. literally ever. Uh, she was a bigger draw than Roman Reigns. I'm going to keep bringing that up until I can't no longer. Uh, she was a bigger draw, and she was the she should have always been one of, if not the faces of this company, not the division, the company. Um, and they never value her like they should, truthfully. Uh, she should be making the most, if not as much as Becky or whatever. Like I know actually Becky's free agency came up, but I know Charlotte Flair signed for what, like six mil or something? Something crazy. Yeah. Mercedes should be making more. Mercedes is in her prime. Mercedes is great. Um and hopefully, hopefully she got the bag elsewhere. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We got some budget lines free. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it helps when uh, CM Punk's contract frees up in one company, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just, you know, I didn't want her to go back to WWE. Yeah. I just think, like, there's so much more excitement outside of it for her. Yeah. Just because, like, if she goes to AEW, there's still always the potential of, you know, maybe doing more outside and there's an entire AEW roster that she really hasn't faced yet. Yep. So that's also fun. There's a lot of great women's wrestlers out there and they're not all in WWE is my point. The best are not in WWE in my opinion, but (laughs) But you might be a little biased there. I think Uh, I'm also correct, but I think you're also correct as well. Speaking of (laughs) Julia, Julia has some contract news. Her standard contract is set to expire in March, but according to the wrestling observer newsletter, Dave Meltzer reports that Julia is likely coming to WWE uh, at the end of March in 2024. They also know that Julia might not come to WWE right away, but she's learning, leaning towards joining the promotion. Thoughts on Julia potentially coming to WWE? Uh, three years ago when she joined Stardom, or four years ago, whatever it is, uh, there, there was no doubt in my mind she would be the next one that WWE would want. Uh, you look at her, you look at her star power. She, she has what EO had when they wanted her. She has everything. Um, it's obvious, and it makes all the sense in the world for her if she wants to go do that. And uh, I think it's perfectly fine. Like I, I'm not as emotionally torn about it as some people, truthfully. Uh, one, because I know how much stardom has on their roster. And two, she has done everything. Now, she never got the true world of Stardom title ring that she should have got, but she has done everything. 
And at, at that point, I get it. So if that's the case, is what it is. Um, I I just wish, you know, I hope she does the best. And my guess is she makes it past March, does the big all-star Grand Queendom show, and that will be her farewell. I think I think that's what will probably happen. Um, if she does sign with WWE, which I've expected for the most part. So Jizzle mentions in the chat that report of Tony Khan being uninterested in Julia is insane oh. to me. Uh, and saying to everybody now, now I, may, maybe it was just a report because this guy's talking about the free agency for the women's division coming up. So maybe he's looking at Julia. Maybe it was a false no. report or whatever. But yeah, I don't know. It it, it seems like it was WWE or stardom, and it's it's really leaning towards WWE unless something radically changes. Maybe Mercedes comes in and says, "Uh, why are we not picking up Julia?" <laughs> then I, I would like to do that match unless something it makes changes no like that. sense. Yeah, it makes I, no sense. I don't sense. know. You don't have an eye for talent if you don't look at Julia and think, yeah, that would probably be a good person to sign. Yeah, yeah. What also fascinating to me is that um, for stardom, as we didn't really talk about it, stardom with Julia, uh, losing Julia is not only a big loss in terms of the, uh, in terms of Japan, in terms of Japanese fans, but she is arguably, uh, I don't I, I don't even think arguably, but I think she is the highest uh the most popular western fan base yeah. uh stardom wrestler um she sort of picked up that mantle uh that was sadly left behind by hana kimura um i think she ran with it and and crushed it um and net losing her that's a big loss do we have any idea who the next person is there they kind of push this idea of mina shirakawa they can go back to mayu itani there really isn't to me there really isn't like a big person the showcase as the next like Western draw here. I think it comes um, natural. Um, I agree too, and they could heat up someone like, within the next three months. Here's the thing: they, doing that. they have a loaded roster with or without Julia, and that's mm-hmm. why, like, that's why I've been someone that's like, okay, like she frees up a spot that has taken up a lot of time in this company for a couple of years. Not that I'm complaining; she should have. Sure. Um, but they have so many people. They have so many people that I think have the potential to be great. Uh, you you know, you have Suzuki. You have Azumi. You have Starlight Kid. You have Hanan coming up. You have Maysera, who's 21. You have, mm-hmm. you have a lot mm-hmm. to work with. And that's just the young, the youngest stars, right? Like, there's still, there's still the Utamis, the Sayas, the, and, and, and uh, so on and so forth. Um, there will be someone that steps up. There always is someone that steps up for mm-hmm. this company. They've lost talent time and time again. They <laughs> lost Io Shirai and Kyrie within a year span. Yeah. And look at them now. So it's like Julia's not going to destroy them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to hurt, obviously. It, and losing anyone like that's going to hurt. But in time, they'll be okay. They'll be okay. That's why stardom does usually does the best at building talent so that if this happens, they have someone new to slot in and so forth. So hopefully that is uh, what they plan for. I don't know who the Western talent is. Uh, Starlight Kid was the first person that came to mind just because of the mask and her popular, her popularity in Japan. Yeah. And I know she's very popular for Western fans already. Um, 
but you don't you never know you know someone just someone's naturally just a star you and you get a chance and we'll see i think starlight kid's a good uh potential person there if they want i mean multiple people would be great uh but, uh, also one for sure Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for sure um Speaking about more women's wrestling signings, WWE re-signed a couple members of their roster. They re-signed, obviously, we already talked about last week, Charlotte Flair. They re-signed Bailey to a new contract, to a multi-year contract, and they also re-signed Zelina Vega to a new multi-year contract. Um, how do you feel about Bailey and uh, Zelina Vega re-signing with WWE? Sure. I mean, you have to re-sign Bailey. I feel she's very, like she's very important to them. Yeah, she's important to them. Sure, she isn't able to go like the way she once was, which is you know when you have no, your knee blowout. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I get it. Zelina Vega is an interesting one to sign to multi years, and then you hear the Andrade news, and you're like, oh, okay, I see why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like she's like pretty good in the ring. Like she, you know, I anytime she's had a match, she does pretty good. Except for when she got like destroyed by Rhea Ripley, um, <laughs> like. How? And if she, if, I think her best. I I know you know maybe the, people don't want to see it, but her and Andrade was such a good duo. It was so good, and I I would have no problem seeing them just run that back truthfully, because LWO is pretty much done. Mm-hmm. Um, with Santos making his own legato again. Uh yep. So I, I I would just go that direction. I think her and uh her and Andrade run it back. Put them on Raw so you separate them from LWO. Yep, yep. So you don't have to have that conversation, you know? Yeah, and then have them face Gunther, and then we're all there. And then Zelina Vega does her little uh, head scissors thing on, like, Kaiser or something on the outside. Um, Anyways. uh, (laughs) uh, WWE has also been re-signing people. Uh, Sort of a mixed reporting on this, but is allegedly reported that Cody Rhodes uh re-signed sort of an extended contract uh for his contract uh in wwe in october according to dave Meltzer, fightful sort of says that they can't officially confirm this but it looks like it's heading that direction uh or at the very least it was uh given to him so um this is just an extension to his contract so he's gonna be seemingly either hasn't signed it or he's staying in wwe for even longer what do you feel about cody rhodes possibly re uh signing or signing an extension i should say to wwe uh re-signing your biggest star is probably a good idea that's that is my take on it i think it's a fair take he is he is their top star he is their ace essentially uh he is hopefully about to be their world champion Mm -hmm. it it had to happen you know, um, but man, the scenes if he returned to AEW. I was gonna say is that I I'm fascinated that he didn't want to run out the contract, run out the clock, and then work both sides again and potentially return to AEW. I'm, I'm kind of shocked that. Title. <laughs> he does yeah. not care. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if the conversation of whether or not I'm re-signing extension comes with. I'll do that if I win the world title. (laughs) Right. Like, I'm going to finish the story, right? I'm not going to get mocked for an entire year again, right? (laughs) Unless he doesn't finish the story and we're extending the contract so he has more time at the end to be eventually win the world title or something. Yeah. I I don't. He's he's still so popular. 
Like, even if it wasn't about Cody and finishing the story, like just his popularity should get him the world title. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he will. So it's okay. Uh, along with Andrade, there was several other people that uh, departed. AEW has officially announced that Sean Spears announces AEW departure. Um, uh, thoughts on Sean Spears leaving AEW? At least I know who's coming in at 10. <laughs> Do you think WWE is going to pick up Sean Spears, 42-year-old Sean Spears? No, but they could just for the one appearance. They've done that before, right, with That's people. True. They've they've had uh, people just come in, like Carlito, mm-hmm. like before when he did the Royal Rumble. He came in for one thing, and then he disappeared. And Sean Spears has Ty Dillinger and his 10-stick fits. Um, you know, I'll only accept much- it. I will only accept if Sean Spears come back in WWE if he's able to keep that really dope theme song he had. That uh, was like yeah. that was weirdly too good for Sean Spears. He's gonna be in TNA. Yeah, I think that would be a good spot for him. Honestly, yeah. I think that's Who the hell is the TNA big? Hey, whatever. It's we'll a Canadian see. company too. Let's get all the Canadians together. They have to. They have that big signing. Remember, AK mm-hmm. Dolph Ziggler. My apologies. You're, you know, my mistake. You're you're correct. That life changing, world changing uh, uh, signing. Um, I, I also agree with Sajizel that I think it is a good chance Sean Spears uh, has player Ooh. coach NXT energy. Good point. Good point. Uh, that's also probably true. Um, other news, not really a signing news, but maybe it will become one. The grizzled young veterans coming into TNA wrestling. Uh, they will debut for the promotion at Hard to Kill. Obviously, like I said, not formally announced as a signing, but hey, maybe it is one or maybe it will lead to one. We'll find out. But what do you think about the Grizzly Young Veterans coming into TNA? Well, you know, considering how excited I was about them being free agents, um, I am not, I have not been as excited since they've become them. <laughs> you know, like, I, I don't know. I just, there's there's not as much excitement for me at the moment. However, they could be saving their best for the new year. And maybe their best involves TNA. Um, I have no idea how to feel about TNA yet. I'm not gonna lie to you. But they're making a lot of moves, and I respect that. That's what they should be doing. Mm-hmm. And hopefully the grizzled young veterans go against like ABC or something, or yeah. the Motor City Machine Guns or something that something that interests me. Because those are the two I would pick. Uh, it would I probably think... be ABC. Because if I'm not mistaken, Chris Saban's in a triple threat with Kushida and Vikingo. All right, they're on Hard to Kill, right? They said. Yep. Is ABC yeah. in a match? I don't believe so yet. Them and ABC would be great. Be great. I fully agree. Um, we have some events to review and preview, but we can run through them fairly quickly because I don't think we have a lot of major thoughts about everything. But speaking about New Year, let's talk about Noah real quickly. This might be <laughs> may or may not be the last time we talk about Noah for a while. Uh, maybe well, we'll talk for next again. week, probably. Yeah, next but uh, let's talk about next week. Of course, Pro Wrestling Noah has their New Year event coming up uh, January 2nd in 2024. Um, this is a very interesting show. I'll go run through the card real quickly uh, for you, Scotty, and we'll talk about it. Of course, the special... thought per match? What's that? Do you want me to give a thought per match? If you if you want to. I, I was thinking we just do an overall thought, but we, if you, we can do individual thoughts. Uh, special singles match the, is the main event here. Uh, Marafuji, Naomichi Marafuji versus AEW's Kota Abushi. 
I did a I did a podcast this week talking about this match, and uh, five years ago, boy, I'd be amped. I'd be amped about this. And uh, we're at a point now where the broken down Marifuji is the one I trust most in this match, which is a shame. Yeah. Uh, Kota Bushi needs to change his style. That is his best way to move forward. He needs to be the old, hard-hitting veteran rather than the guy that thinks he can still wrestle like Kota Bushi, <laughs> which he can't. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's a fair like, thought. He hasn't. Take, we haven't seen that big time Abushi singles match, and we we you this and is I his are first singles match that's coming back. I'm not counting GCW. This is his yeah. first singles match that's coming back. We're both unsure if he still got it, and we'll find out. I guess he, he would benefit from taking from the Kojimas, the Nagatas, the Suzukis, uh, in wrestling that style. Hell, I think he could even like. I think he has the hard-hitting ability. We know he does to met to like match even. I don't, I don't say Ishii because you know people get mad at me for that. But like that type, sure, you can't do the flying anymore. But be a more of a never open weight guy now. You know, like yeah. be that. I think that's his. I think that's his lane, and I hope that he figures that out eventually. But he's kind of uh, big-headed. So I don't think he will. Um, but yeah, it should be. Um, definitely will be a match. Give me a percent chance. Will we see a Phoenix splash from Kota Ibushi? Zero percent chance. Ooh, you heard it here, folks. Um, GHC heavyweight title match. Kano versus Manabu Soya. Uh, this should be great. Yeah, I'm into it. <laughs> like, I'm into it. Uh, Soya's had a great year to get to this point. Mm-hmm. And Kano is, well, him. Uh, you know, he's this is kind of his thing, right? He delivers in these spots. Uh, he delivered last year against Kaito Kiyomiya. I expect him to deliver now with Manabu Soya. Mm-hmm. He should absolutely undoubtedly win this match. I don't, I feel like that shouldn't be a thing I have to say, but this is Noah, so you never know. Uh, um, but yeah. He should. This should be great. This should, um, based off of what's on the show, I'm going to say best match or second best match of the night. That's totally plausible. Totally plausible. And it should be bombs of plenty. Uh, six versus six elimination match. Kind of also a weird preview for uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Noah and New Japan versus House of Torture on one side. Kaito Kiyomiya, Shota Umino, uh, Roe Oiwa, Daiki Inaba, uh, Shuji Kondo, and Junta Miyawaki. Uh, taking on House of Torture, Evil, Ren Narita, Yujiro Takahashi, Sho, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, and Dick Togo. I'm here for it. Really? You're here for this one? Yeah. I'm kind of shocked. I like Kaito. I like I- Iwa. I like Shota. And I'm, I'm hopeful they'll be the last three remaining and <laughs> trying to fight off House of Torture. Kaito, um, Kaito gets eliminated first by Dick Togo. I, I think the match at Wrestle Kingdom is going to be far better. Sure. Um, but I am intrigued by Ren in this heel character because I do actually think that if he can figure this out and actually, you know, get to wrestle, um, which is, you know, part of the scary part, if he can, this is probably his best role, mm-hmm. seeing the other three have established 
their roles, which you can listen to on our Wrestle Kingdom preview coming up this week with Chris Sampha. Uh, tomorrow, actually. Yeah, it's coming up tomorrow. Who knew? I didn't, clearly. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the way I think about it. It's like, if he can establish himself more, because he's got the heat, then I think this is uh, going to be a good spot for him. And yeah, I'm intrigued by this match just because it's in Noah. So it's like, I don't know. I think I think the House of Torture stuff fits better in Noah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe. Yeah, they're gonna feel like bigger stars too, which yeah. they are big stars. Evil's a big star, just based off of like how well House of Torture stuff does mm-hmm. in Japan as opposed to Western audiences. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking forward to it enough. Yeah, it should be fine. It's elimination, you know. It should be good. Yeah. Uh. I'll blast through the rest of these maybe because we got some uh, yeah, yeah. smaller ones. Sure. Uh, GHC Junior Heavyweight Title Match, Daga versus Iita. Uh, a Wrestle Kingdom preview match, Zack Sabre Jr. and Roshinoru Ogawa versus Hiroshi Tanahashi and Hayata. Uh, uh, Takeshi Segura versus uh, Yuruka Sasuke. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's a uh, former UFC fighter making his yes. pro wrestling debut. I'm intrigued by that. Um, the... Uh, I is I believe this is their debut. I guess. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce these names. Uh, this is a uh, Great Mudo's daughter, <laughs> correct? Oh, the Great Sakuya. Yeah, the Great Sakuya and the and Nozaki versus Miyuki Takase and Haruko Masaki. Thank you, thank you very that's, much. That's, that's, I'm very intrigued by that for many reasons. <laughs> yes. Do you think we'll get a full reveal of who it is, or do you think we'll just get the? Well, uh... no, because well, yeah, we will because we'll see like who it is under the face paint. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm just very intrigued. <laughs> uh, with special singles match, we got two special singles matches here. We have Go Shizaki versus Satoshi Kojima. I did not know this match was on the card, and I'm here for it, baby. Uh, real and- match. The real match I'm definitely here for is Masaki Amiya versus Tomohiro Ishii. Uh, hot That's damn, gonna, baby. That, that has the potential, and this might be overboard, to be better than like any match from the... Uh, never mind. It's that, <laughs> Let me rephrase. It has the potential to be the best match on this show. I think that's fair. I think it's if fair. I think it's... Time. I, my worry is that it's too high up on the card and Ishii will be like, wow, it's just a normal match. Uh, I, I really need, need the bomb. need to run into him. Yeah, that's what I really him need. off or something. Uh, Six-man tag team match debuted, uh, uh, named as an international sensation, Jake Lee, Jack Morris, Anthony Green of Good Looking Guys versus El Kijo del Deca Wagner Jr., Vinny Massaro, and Titus Alexander. This match is not good. GHC Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Match, three-way match, Dragon Bay and Alpha Wolf versus Yohei and Tadasuke versus Ninja Mac and Alejandro. Should be pretty beast. I All my trust in the two brothers. And then we have uh, two dark matches, which... I don't uh, care. Who, who cares about these? Um, yeah, honestly, I'm probably watching this entire show. Honestly. It's a good shit. Okay, let me rephrase. It's a pretty good show. It's probably the best lineup that Noah has put up in ye- i was gonna say years in months a very long time yeah it's a pretty good lineup folks it's a pretty good lineup pretty pretty 
pretty, pretty good. And of course, that is January 2nd on uh, Wrestle Universe. Uh, Stardom Dream Queendom took place this past weekend as well. Um, uh, taking out of Ryogoku Sumo, was it not Sumo Hall, right? Yeah. Uh, it was Sumo Hall, yes. Uh, Tokyo, Japan, uh, attendance of 3,063 people in attendance. Um, Scotty, you watched the whole show, I believe. I watched the last five of the show. Of the you watched the whole show now on YouTube until January 2nd, everybody. Yeah, talk to us about the first half. I gotta go to the bathroom real quick, but uh, talk to us about the first half uh, of the show and uh, what what happened with the stream. Yeah, yeah, I'll get into it. Um, that's hilarious that you. What do I have? What do I have? It's uh... automatic. It's automatic for the account, so it's actually great <laughs> when you piece out though. Um, so yeah, this show was uh, it, it was very important for Stardom this year. Um, if you want to hear my full thoughts on the show, obviously go over, check out the five star Joshi show stream on, um, on fight game media Network's YouTube channel. If you want to hear my complete thoughts again on this show, uh, but the opening card, the rookies were great. Like the rookie division. So good. They're so good. I'm so excited about all of them. And that really kicked off the show in, in a much needed way. Uh, that is you know, Miyu Amasaki, Yuzunabe Yuzuki versus Rani Yagami, Sayaka Karara, and Hanako. I thought I thought it was great. Sayaka Karara really was good in this match. And the next match was, you know, a bit of nothing. Four-way bout was whatever. The match after that, where Mayu Yutani made her return to stardom. Obviously, that's what I care most about. Stardom isn't stardom without her. Um, and I'm very happy to see her back. I thought she had a great effort in this in getting ready. Fuki to death, very over. Um, the trios match, Azumi Nanai, Takashi, and Yu versus Mei Sarah, Shuri, and Mina Shirakawa. I thought that was really good. Uh, my only complaint, obviously, which is the same complaint as everyone else, is that, of course, Mina Shirakawa should not have been pinned by Nanai Takahashi. That is my one complaint. It does seem like they're creating a story for her. I don't really know. I have no idea what they're doing with her, but I digress. That looks to be the way. Uh, Aphrodite defending the titles against Natsuko Tora and Watanabe. I really enjoyed this match. I completed their story yeah. from earlier in the year. They, in an emphatic fashion, by the way, they pinned both of them at the same time. And I was like, <laughs> yes, that's how we do it. Um, I'm very happy Aphrodite are champions. I just, I enjoy wrestling when they're together and doing things. And they were great in this match. Um, I had, I had, I know a lot of people were kind of down on it being Tora and Momo, but I thought they definitely lived up to what I hoped from them. Uh, we really talked about in the preview about how that's sort of the continuation of the steel cage match. So it makes yeah. sense that's Tora. Yeah. Well. It was a good ending. I love, and so there was a pin miscue in this match, and they kind of worked through it very well. Cause if you see pin miscues in like other matches, they'll dwell on it. And the way that someone, you know, kind of told me, and it makes sense watching it back, the referee could have, you know, saw the face sprayed you know because that's a thing like Natsuko Tor did not shield the face like she usually does which I thought was like a interesting little point there um but they worked through it 
and I loved the finish of this match. But let's talk about Julia and Megan Bain, shall we? I feel like this is where Ryan could definitely tag back in uh, because this was the Megan Bain show. Yeah, good starting standout match for her. Yeah, this is the match that you see or, you know, Tony Khan sees, AEW sees, and they're like, <laughs> oh, we are excited. We are I think excited. I think she I think she's done cooking. I think she's ready. Let's like, take her out of the pot. Julia gave her everything. This was a match focused on Megan Bain, not Julia. Um, and I thought that was very um, shocking because, you know, I go into these. I'm like, all right, here we go. Julia's going to punch her in the mouth and I'm going to be amped. We got there eventually, but it was it was all about Megan Bain. Megan Bain looked fantastic. Like, I, I, th- I just think like. Yeah, I, I think she she nailed it. I, I think she went out there and did everything she needed to do she just she that spear was the best one of the best spears i've seen in her entire run and she's had a great run of spears uh julia killed it julia really it was sort of like um i don't know it felt kind of like the julia mariah may match to a certain extent to me where it was like it was like all right we're here you know we're here if this person like it was like putting her against Julia was really the stamp of approval uh, of yeah. like, now she can go. Now she's a wrestler. Now she's here to, here to stay. Um, well, maybe not Which here. Which is crazy because, you know, Julia doesn't impress everyone, I guess. <laughs> um, but it's too easy. Too easy. I, thought, I thought this match was really good. I thought this match was really, really good. I thought uh, one probably, of, probably, probably Megan Bain's mess, best match of, in her career. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, next up, Mirai and Sayor and No for the Wonder Storm Championship. My complaints, if you've listened to any of my other podcasts, have been very much talked about regarding these two. They just don't have the chemistry for a full match. They have the chemistry for closing stretches. They mm-hmm. don't have it for a full match, and that was I my agree. biggest complaint. The pacing's off. Uh, they did this weird like 20-second countout thing where Mirai actually looked out of it. Um, and that kind of threw me off for most the, of the, the first 20 minutes. I was fully, yeah, out. yeah, absolutely. The match was 25 minutes long. <laughs> yeah, the last five minutes though, they were great. A lot of near yeah. falls, a lot of back and forth. I'm like, this is literally all I wanted from this feud. I wanted this to be a 15 minute match, and I wanted this to be the main crux of it. Like, I wanted this to be it because they, they obviously are great, they just don't connect well in these big matches. But I was saying. And I will continue to say a title change needed to happen here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Mariah reign just didn't work. And as someone that was a you know is a fan of Mariah and wanted her to work, it just didn't. And I think Sayori does. I, I think they're putting Mariah too much in long matches. Like I think that's like not her, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that's not her bag. You put her in shorter matches, as we saw in the last five minutes of this yeah. thing, and she'll kill it. But it uh, reminds me of Yoda Suji before the Osprey match. Yoda Suji really thrived in the shorter matches. Yeah. Like 15 minutes or so. And it was like putting it together. I think. I think Mariah needs person. to face against people, someone like Shuri or Utami in a long match to really. Yeah. Out. Yeah. Um, and I'm okay with just taking 15 minute matches. Truthfully, I yeah. never have a complaint about that. Uh, but I think that was my biggest thing. The ending was good though. Sayori winning. I'm a big fan of because she- that. Is that a new move, or is that just name something that insane like, straight jacket like, suplex? It was like a, it was kind of like Tam suplex, mm-hmm. but it was like a little bit different. It was very weird. It looked good though. I loved um, it. I, I thought it was <laughs> great. I, I was watching her do. I was like, what 
how the hell is she oh oh shit okay um i'm very happy she's champion uh not be i like sayori no uh but i'm very happy she's champion because i'm pretty sure it means not is the next champion mm-hmm. and not is the workhorse that we all need so uh i'm quite excited about that because i, and I believe not came out after the match and uh yes the they had a stare down i was like well you could just tell me it's the next title <laughs> like the next mm-hmm. big match of the story but it makes all the sense i like when start and make sense it's crazy i know it's taken a long time to get back to making sense uh, this show, to ask this show was the show that i think reinvigorated everyone for the new year because mm-hmm. they went with people that people wanted <laughs> which is a crazy thing and that let's get to the main event suzuki and micah for the world championship very simple this was a dominant match for the most part hitting hard hitting the entire way through and they made sure to make micah look strong in the end micah is the hand-picked fan favorite domestically you heard it through the entire match and her hitting them make a power bomb uh and and then the three michinoku drivers it was a great way to get her the win yeah, I that there was that early table spot that I, yeah 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 that could have been smoother, but you know yeah. things happen. And I was like, ah, it's one of those things. Susan's like, you see it. Sue's feet got stuck under the rope, and I was like, god damn it, that wasn't perfect otherwise. But yeah, you see it, and and I was just like, ah, disappointing. But yeah, I I thought the great ending stretch there, quick, ending of quick the main event Mich- too. Yeah, any of the three Michinoku drivers, which I'm going to now rename the instead of the three amigos, I'm gonna name the three Amecas um it, it was so good yeah. it was like that's what you need to really yeah. cap off and really and, and and really cap off and start a title run who yeah. knows how long it's going to be but the crowd really loved it i was into it uh great job on mike and suzu and, you know, I, and i think i was also i should say a very good job for like a big time main event for suzu suzuki you're yeah. going to have a lot of those in her future this is her very first like yeah. big big one Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she did a. I think she held her own. I think she did yeah. a good job. She wasn't. She didn't blow me away or anything. This match didn't. It blow wasn't me about away. her blowing. That's exactly. the thing, right? It wasn't about her blowing you away. It was all about Mike, and I think that was the right choice. Exactly. Um, so it, it worked well for her where I, she's at. Eventually, she'll get there and she'll rule. As a massive Suzu fan, who when she won the five star, I wanted her to win the title. Mm-hmm. I had the biggest smile on my face when Micah won. <laughs> like i think that tells you like how fitting this is and i think she's very much ready for this yeah and i think this is the situation where you have mayu as iwgp you have julia as wonder you have aphrodite as your tag champs mm-hmm. you can go with someone new like this that's unproven to see yeah. what happens you're gonna draw like, with other other people right right exactly so i'm excited to see what she does she her first she called out julia tam utami and and saya right off the bat and i was like all right it also kind of also cut out uh mayu as well yeah she wants all the uh new japan belts she pretty much said i was like all right cool um i'm very excited for stardom i know like the wwe stuff popped up and it's like here, here's my like best case scenario if that does come the truth, and there's no rhyme or reason it does. We have no idea. If we are, if 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 the best case scenario, right, is that we're replacing these rin, random indie foreign wrestlers that come in with NXT wrestlers, mm-hmm. which like would be smart of almost both sides. 
Yeah. Uh, but I don't really, I, ne- I don't know, I don't want the relationship to happen. I'm going to yeah, that it's, first. And it's foremost. smart on paper, but the fact but you that you know it's WWE, WWE won't do it exactly. They are never your friend. They are. This is this is getting their tentacles in. Yeah. Uh, I. It's rough. I feel okay. I I do feel okay now that like a few days have gone by. They've done a few press conferences. Like they have so like I, I talked about it earlier with the rookies who I thought were great um, in the opening match. They have so much new coming that I'm like I'm not I'm not really worried about something like catastrophic like that happening. Mm-hmm. Um, just because like they've invested so much time into new stars and Mike is the champion. And, it would be wrong. Um, and, and maybe I'm being a silly goose here, but uh, I, I feel pretty decent about where things are. I, I feel good about where things are overall think, right now. I think sure. we'll talk about it more in the sort of year end review. Look forward uh, for 2024 podcast. But yeah, I think it's, it's a good first step to something. Absolutely. Better. Yeah. Uh, and it's just about the follow-up. They have the right about- champions in place. Let's talk about some of that follow-up here. Uh, they got two shows coming up. Uh, the Stardom New Year Stars show on January 3rd and the Idion Stardom Gate in January 4th. That's the same day right before uh, Tokyo Dome Wrestle Kingdom. I would, I would argue that that first show is a sign of great things because of what they put on it. <laughs> yeah, so that first show, New Year Stars, is pretty much a, uh, well, two tournaments yeah. Uh, where we have the Triangle Derby uh, taking place and the Rookie of Stardom Tournament. Uh, the Rookie of Stardom is holding between Yuzuki, Rana Yagami, Hanako, and Saika. Have you seen Rana yet? No, I haven't seen. I don't think I've seen any of these people Okay. Yet. Is um, Rana the one, the new, new one? Um, her yeah. and Sayaka are. Okay. Rana's the one that... Um, Love Shuri, so a lot of her backgrounds like kicking in MMA. Oh, I'm into it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm already into it. <laughs> she's like, she's gonna be great. Yuzuki's like the future, obviously. Uh, Sayaka in the opening match of the show, right? She didn't really impress me in her debut match, but then this was her second match. She had a springboard arm drag and then a freaking spear like Goldberg. And I was like, all right, here we go. Um, I'm excited about the rookies, though, and I think the rookie tournament should be good. And then I'm grateful that the Triangle Derby is one night and not two months. I fully agree. They killed <laughs> Stardom earlier this year. Triangle Derby takes place. Uh, it's a, a round-robin tournament, apparently, a one-night round-robin tournament. Um, it's the Barbari. Single yeah, the, Wikipedia says round-robin, and then it's don't a single li- don't, don't listen to Wikipedia. That's fair. Uh, Babari Bombers, Julia Teklin, My Sakurai, Queen's Quest team of Lady Sihina, Mia Masaki, Suzu Suzuki, Megan Bain, and Mei Sarai. Uh, Queen's Quest team of Azume, Sai Kamitani, Utami Hayashishida. Stars team of Mayu, Utani, Hanan, and Saida. Oedo, Tai, Natsuka, Tora, Momo, Watanabe, and Starla Kid. God's Eye team of Shuri, Mirai, and Ami Sarai. And Oedo, Tai, Ruka, uh, Ruaka, Rina, and Fukigen Death. Oh, the by the way, Fukigen Death was any of those super names. over. Just want What's to, that? Like, Fuking death was super over. It's super obviously, over. I've said this before. <laughs> they absolutely loved it. Uh, yeah, I'm just happy Triangle Derby's one night. Yeah, thank God. Yeah, <laughs> is there I a reason? Think... Well, we'll get to it. I, I guess we'll get to it when we get to the Idion Stardom game. But why do you think this show is better than Idion? Just because Idion is not as good, or what do you think? What? 
You said that New Year's Stars seems like a more interesting show than the Idion Stardom. Oh, no, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. I meant um, it's better than one, uh, two months of Triangle Derby. My apologies. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's better. It's better. Yeah. (laughs) It's better than doing that. Um, I I like this a lot more. I think one night tournament for the Derby is good. Um, kind of fits. I feel like it fits the Derby mindset, right? Because, like, a horse, you know, horse race with the Derby aspects, it's really Uh quick. You know, uh-huh. like horse races are really quick. Um, so it's like, that's the way I see it. I, I just don't want it to be two months. Yeah. It killed all the momentum coming out. It, coming did. Into it did. It killed momentum. You couldn't tell stories. I want to get back to stories. And I think we're getting back to stories. Hopefully. Based off uh, of the Etienne gate we are. Yeah, the Idion Stardom Gate is also happening January 4th out of the Tokyo Dome City Hall. Um, looking at it, I mean, uh, looking at it just match by... Show. I was going to say a one, maybe two match show at best. Two because uh, Julia is now teaming with Suzu. It was originally scheduled uh-huh. as Julia and Micah versus Suzu and Megan Bain. But after the... What I'm looking at here. Yes, so after the World of Stardom title match... Suzu was walked out by Julia mm. and they have since switched it. So now it is going to be Julia teaming with Suzu against Micah Omega Bane. And that's Ooh. why I'm saying it's a two match. Yeah, that's a little now. that's a little spicier. That's yeah, I like that. Well, it's a lot more exciting than it was. And then also on the Corkin uh over the weekend. Yeah, they have a Corkin immediately after this. I that's part of the problem. But mm-hmm. Uh, there, one of the matches they're doing is Mayu and Julia versus Micah and Sayori. So yeah, the, the top champ. So that's cool too. Um, I yeah, think, is- I think the stardom fan base is the only fan base that wants less shows, uh, <laughs> less shows all at once. <laughs> sure. Sure. But right? like, no other fan base in wrestling. I think than stardom fans being like, oh, we need less shows guys. <laughs> Come well, on. They, the, here's the thing. You shouldn't run sumo hall, the Oklahoma Budokan. Tokyo Dome City Hall and then Cork in, in a know. week and a half span because they're all in the same area. Yeah, especially with right? the roster. If they if you could do this if your roster was even bigger. Yeah, if, exactly. Uh, you exactly. end up using every single person every single time. Exactly. That being said, Shuri and Mai is happening. We celebrate. Yes. Uh, yeah, so the main event, like you said, IWGP women's title match, Mayu uh, Uwatani versus Shuri. The tag team match you already spoke about, Julia and Suzuki versus Megan Bain and Micah. And a crap ton of six women and other tag matches that uh, I don't think will get much light. The reason for it is because the show has to be quick. Yeah. I think they said it ends at 3.20 Japan time. So specific. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's going to run for like very little time, like maybe two hours. So... You want to give the main event the time. You want to give that second match time and the other matches. You just got to, you want everyone to be on the card, I guess, you know, because it's a big show and it's first it's time. It's the Tokyo ever. Dome, you know? City Hall. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> Close enough. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, in theory, you're showcasing yourself to everyone that's coming into the Tokyo Dome to see Wrestle Kingdom. So even if it's the City Hall, maybe you can catch some new people, new eyes, and uh, turn them into fans. Shows set for exactly two hours and 20 minutes. That is a Jesus Christ. That is a fast show. Because they want to give time for people to get to Wrestle Kingdom. So it's like, 
all right, we got to do this. So that's why that's why when I saw the card, I was like, well, you couldn't really stack it up because you need time. Like, Still, but like, seven matches. <laughs> We're going yeah. flying here. Yeah, yeah. Those those <laughs> those undercard tags are gonna be. Yeah, it's just just uh, cut a match. What are we doing? Yeah, um, well, I, I, the the uh, match zero might start before the actual start time. I'm guessing. That's fair. That's fair. Um, the only other thing we didn't get to was the All Japan Mania X. 2023 show i didn't watch it big end of the year thing i watched three of the matches the the saito brothers match the charlie dempsey tag saito brothers match was pretty good um i think it'd be exactly what you expect (laughs) which is pretty good um i enjoyed it um the charlie dempsey teaming up of yuma Anzai against liana and leona uh so bad and tatsumi fujinami it was fine. It was pretty good, I guess. So old. Yeah. Uh, and then I saw the Dan Tamura L. Lindemann. Uh, that was pretty good. Yeah, that was really good. That was L. Lindemann good. tried? Oh, L. Lindemann tried. Dan Tamura rules, baby. He's beast. He he did a great job. I'm going to guess this is a good thing. Thank you, Far. Nakajima and Kento match. Rah! <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, 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 I'll admit, I'll admit, I was, I was watching, uh, some of the show, uh, yeah. on the screen as well during while we were recording Rainbow Post Radio, because just in case we were to talk about it. And I was watching, uh, starting to watch the Kento Miyahara and Nakajima match. Yeah. And about five, seven minutes in, it was really kicking. It was like so good. And I was like, I can't watch this. I have to no. watch it by zone. <laughs> this, yeah, match looks, very this match excited. looks like it rules. I can't watch it on no volume. Yeah, I heard I just all I've read so far is Nakajima's back. And I was like, He Fuck. left? <laughs> well, well, because like Tokyo, awoke, I'll say he awoken. He he's no longer yeah, he woke up. He woke up because in Noah he was like not fully invested. Yeah. Does it help Obviously. to know that he shaved his head? I saw that. I was like, oh, he's killer that's, mode again. That's how you know he's back. And I do like his long hair, but, you know, it's fine. Currently, uh, seven votes on cage match. Not a lot, but seven. Uh, 9.38. Far, if you're watching, let me know what your rating is. I just get, give, get, hype me up. Hype yeah. me up as we wrap this show up. Yeah. Because um, I, I need. I'm very excited about that. I've, it's the mo- it's the most excited I've been for any match, um, in this like week span, mm-hmm. actually, just mm-hmm. because of the first one. Um, I can't wait! I can't wait to watch that. Po- yeah. I'm, I'm, we have to end the show so we can both watch this match. Yeah, uh, we have a lot to watch. Yeah, I know today. Uh, <laughs> oh, put that on the screen, baby. <laughs> All right, I'll take it. That's pretty good. I I would argue, yeah. What I was watching, by the way, Scotty, I yeah. liked more than the one night dream. I'm I'm gonna guess I obviously have no idea what actually happened. Um that future third match is gonna be balls to the walls, damn right. Um I'm guessing, and I have no idea what happened, but mm-hmm. assuming this match had a little more pickup to it, yeah, you're gonna like it better. What I saw, what I saw, had a lot of pickup, and that's why I was like, I can't watch this now. I have to save this. I have to save this for later. I could see this being one of those that you uh, absolutely love, if that's the case. And of course, I'm going to strap in for whoever the winner is against Charlie Dempsey, baby. Oh yeah, Charlie Dempsey, NXT zone. 
Part of me hopes it was Nakajima just because he might kill him. <laughs> we got a way to end the show here then. Ring Imagine ending that relationship because Nakajima knocks him out. <laughs> knocks him out cold. I don't want him to knock him out, guys. I'm just <laughs> like, I'm just thinking, the, thinking of possibilities here mm-hmm. if he won. I don't know, though, so hopefully he uh, doesn't knock him out. But he's definitely going to give a hell of a match for that case. Uh, that's it for this episode of Ring Post Radio. We appreciate you all for sticking around for us as we went long as we recorded live. Of course, you can always listen back to the full episode wherever you get podcasts. Make sure you subscribe so you make sure you get it every single week. And make sure you definitely subscribe because tomorrow is our Wrestle Kingdom 18 preview. Sit down with Chris Samsa uh, from the sport of pro wrestling. Uh, A very great two-hour episode covering all the best uh, and worst baby going into Wrestle Kingdom 18. Uh, also, plus, we talked about the news regarding uh, Tanahashi becoming the new president of New Japan. We talked about it with Go Ace. Well. So uh, if you want those thoughts, then go check out that tomorrow. Uh, I believe it comes live at like 10 a.m. So make sure you subscribe, or you can also watch it on YouTube when it comes out 10 a.m. Thank you, Sajizzle. Great show. Thanks, guys. Of course, Love the Red thank Sox, you. Oh, hold on. <laughs> hold on. That's my team. That's As a man that lives in Atlanta, I will, I will, I, I, well, I can't really fully go for the Braves because the Braves are a little problematic, but you know, it's fine. Um, fantastic team, though. The fantastic team. They're just, a little <laughs> um, they don't hold up in 2024. Um, Scotty, plugs, match of the week, end the show out strong. Yeah. Um, plugs, five star Joshi Awards bouts now open. Go vote. Go vote now. We already have 167 ballots in. Thank you. Uh, We have 167 ballots in. You can vote for awards such as Rookie of the Year, International Wrestle of the Year, Breakout Star of the Year, Joshi Indies, uh, TJPW MVP, Stardom MVP, Joshi Indie Promotion MVP, Show of the Year, Feud of the Year, Store of the Year, Tag Team of the Year, Match of the Year, and Wrestler of the year go vote now please and thank you where um, how can I, people vote where can people vote people can vote go to my twitter i just retweeted it there is a uh google form that is out and about if you want me to send it to you uh let me know i can i have it ready to go i'm very intrigued by where we are so far like i said um 167 votes and last time i checked we had, we still had ties in the biggest awards. Ties oh, with 167 damn. votes. So uh, definitely go do that. I'm trying, we're trying to get to 200. I want a little bit more. Give me a little more juice. If you want Sari to be wrestler of the year, go vote for Sari. If you want Micah to be wrestler of the year, go vote for Micah and so on and so forth. Um, what else this week? What else this week? Definitely go check out my five-star uh, Joshi Show review of Star of Dream Queendom in full. That was a very long review. Uh, but as long as this show, actually, today. So, yeah. Um, and my match of the week, Ryan. Yes. Since you so kindly asked. Of course. I have a little bit of time because we haven't recorded in a little bit, huh? Yeah, we got we got some matches in the in the in the chamber. Um, let's go with I'm gonna be very uncreative, actually. 
Um, no, you know what? I'm going to pick the year-end climax uh, main event from Stardom. Julia, Micah, and Mirai versus Sue Suzuki, Sarino, and Megan Bain. Uh, I watched that right before Dream Queendom. It got me absolutely amped for those three matches, and I thought it was really good. Love a nice live corking. If it wasn't picking that, it would be Danielson and Eddie. But I, I didn't know if we kind of talked about that already, so I didn't say it. That's fine. That's fair. That's fair. Um, my plugs are all oh, time. My plugs into my match of the week. Um, I am going to plug. Uh, I am prepping for another episode. Uh, I haven't even released the first one. I'm already prepping for the second one of the ballot, which will be the new Patreon count Patreon show uh, from me in the new year, where we discuss the Hall of Fa- Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame candidacies for all the new people that are being added to the ballot. Uh, first episode will be coming out in January. Hey, you wanna, sorry, you want to know the hard to kill uh, tag title match? Sure, hit me. ABC, the Rascals. Okay. Mike Bailey and Trent Seven. And the Grizzled Young Veterans. Uh, why couldn't it just be a two on two? What'd have to be a four way? <laughs> I guess I'll take it, but come on. Uh, that's upsetting. Um I'll, I'll still take it, I guess. Um doing a lot of multi-mans in the show, by the way. We got a triple threat, I got a four-way. Um Anyways, uh, yeah, so uh, I'm prepping for the next episode, uh, the February episode, ideally, of The Ballot. Um, uh, the first episode will be coming out in January. If you want to sign up, countoutpatreon.com. Not countoutpatreon.com. Patreon.com forward slash countoutpod. Uh, next, we can sign up for the $5 tier so that you can be able to hear the new episode. First episode is going to be about Zack Sabre Jr. Already recorded, coming down the pipe. Uh, will probably come out uh, at some point. I'll get a date later figure that out uh my match of the week though is going to be uh the usos versus the new day versus the lucha dragons at tlc in 2015 in the w tag team ladder match i'm prepping for the usos hall of fame candidacy so i'm doing my research right now um uh I'll, i'll give you a hint that's probably the first great match uh in the first maybe five years of their career in wwe uh, actually, maybe actually ever, because they pretty much just entered WWE immediately. Uh, but yeah, that was a great match. Um, they didn't have many <laughs> so until 2015. Uh, so that's a little, I guess, a little tease preview of their Hall of Fame, the ballot episode coming out some point in the future on patreon.com forward slash countoutpod. Follow me on Twitter at Ryan NC. Follow Scotty at Scott E Wrestling. Follow the whole show at countoutpod. We have a bunch of great episodes. Uh, of things to come we talked about the chris samson wrestle kingdom preview 18 coming out tomorrow but if you want more new japan conversation go to okada shorts to get all your new japan convos with raf and curtis we also have stardom road which will have a special sort of not really bonus episode but a special bonus to their episode uh coming out on tuesday uh and we also have you're just a death that's a uh, normal just- episode technically but, that's what i meant like is a bonus yeah. to an episode so yeah. i don't want to upload in that by the way no yeah give me the stuff file is it already in the google drive i should ask i didn't even upload just take it from Streamyard. <laughs> i didn't want to download it was too long <laughs> that's fair <laughs> uh and also we have your just with death um they're doing big things in the new year they just announced they're gonna go weekly uh so you get more your just with death content from lauren uh in the new year um thank you everybody for listening to this week's episode of ring post radio thank you so much for everyone in the chat 
for being a part of the conversation all episode long. Scotty and I really appreciate it. Uh, we really love those conversations, so keep them coming. And, of course, if you have any additional thoughts, uh, you can always give us a ring. 2525-RING-PR-2525-746477 is our voicemail. We'll talk to you all next week for another packed show. That's probably going to go long. Uh, so we'll see you all next week on Ring. Oh, my Ghost. God. So long. Shit. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's, that's my real-life reaction. I did not realize what next week was. <laughs> we'll see you all next week. Bye, everybody. Hey, have you guys heard of the new show on the Can-Out Network, the Ichiban Sweetcast? It's the brand-new New Japan Pro Wrestling podcast starring the International Wrestling Grand Prix. That's me, your good friend, Curtis Spears. And me, your bad friend, Rafe Houston. And we're here to talk about everything New Japan Pro Wrestling, reacting to everything, getting worked up, getting very happy, sometimes crying, kind of like like something else we used to do, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that was the old uh, Okada Shorts podcast, right? Ah, that's right. And if you love that show, you're going to love this show because it's exactly the same show. Yeah, we just had to change the name. Yeah, we, we did. But you can check it everywhere on a social media handle that we haven't made yet. <laughs> yeah, we're really new to this. So <laughs> what you can do is search on your favorite podcast catcher of choice. Look for the Ichiban Sweetcast. Sweetcast, Ichiban. This has been a Countout Podcast.